Hello, welcome back to OP is OP, the podcast where we go through the One Piece universe front to back. I, as always, am the super veteran, Wild D. Justin, joined by my co-host and super rookie, that damned punk roadrunner, Jacob. I love these nicknames so much. <laughs> me, me. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to OP is OP. We are officially, officially, by the end of this recording, caught up with one piece like so obviously you know wary of spoilers. the latest chapter is going to be spoiled in this episode chapter 10 literally 56. yep literally 1056 so we're covering a little bits of the beginning of act three that we intentionally skipped until this part we'll be covering uh up to i guess with an asterisk as well like the 1030s where kaido and luffy fight officially start right because we made that call last episode to put it off until the now and up until 1056 but as of today, JJ and Opie's OP, we've officially caught up. And my god, I'm so fucking excited because we can finally, Same. finally talk about what was just like just erupting social media, the fan base as of 1044, 1045. We, it was so big that we, me and you, did a Patreon special um, that we released later on. But now we can officially address it here again, but with a full detail, full context right. of everything going on. Because holy shit, Gear 5 happened. And yeah, that's kind of a big deal. But let's not jump the gun. Let's not jump the gun. Sorry. I'm getting a little excited. Understandably so. Um, so. Man, Luffy versus... I'll say also real quick. There was a time yeah. when I thought people would, were saying Gear 4 was going to be a thing. And I thought it was stupid. <laughs> gear 4? <laughs> just upgraded? That, that the upgrade was going to be just Gear 4? But like a, a No, no. I variation? mean, before Gear 4 existed, people were like, there's got to be a Gear 4. And I thought that idea was dumb. I was like, uh, I don't think so. I thought it was, we're going to lean fully more into hockey rather than Gears. But clearly, I was very wrong. So Yeah. And in this case, it's like, now nah, we're just bending the rules of physics now. <laughs> it's a very ridiculous power. But yeah. So Luffy versus Kaido starts off. This is essentially roof piece as a whole. Um, it kind of starts off in phases, right? Like it starts off with obviously like you have like the super rookies all together with the Kaido and Big Mom. We did discuss that last episode. Um, I think we also discussed as well where round one with Luffy versus Kaido is actually shown off screen in quotes in the manga because Luffy is just shown thrown off the edge of Onigashima. <laughs> and you're just like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> Luffy just bit the dust again, which makes sense because if you remember the very, very beginning of Wano. Luffy got one-shotted by Kaido, so it's like, yeah, he's not going to have like, this huge burst all of a sudden. But when he rejoins a third time, or a second time, I forget, I lost count, when Momonosuke brings it back up, we get this actual expanded-on fight, which I believe the anime is doing right now. And yeah. what's really entertaining is how much these two are enjoying their fight. Like, they used to like, love a good brawl, but Kaido especially... He brings out his he brings out his jug, starts drinking. He's like, "Hey, man, you want to drink? I'm enjoying myself." <laughs> yeah, it's interesting to think about the different perspectives the two of them are kind of approaching the fight from. Because Luffy gets this a lot, this experience, mm -hmm. right, where he's really got to push himself to win. Mm -hmm. But Kaido hasn't gotten this in like years, or maybe even in his, his entire life. Yeah, so he's it's... really hyped up on this fight. Yeah, it gets me. Uh, it reminds me of a uh, Kenpachi from a uh, Bleach, where he's just not even holding back or maybe he is actually it's a little unclear but we'll get to that in a little bit where i i would argue that it, it does seem that he is giving luffy the chance to fully warm up if you will. yeah 
that I yeah, think he wants he wants him full. He's like, let's see what you got. You know? Yeah, because he's one shotting him with Thunder Bagua, and then he just goes like, like, what was that supposed to be, boy? Like he drops the term, right? So derogatory. And then now it's like he's dodging that attack every now and then. But he he's was ruthless like, when he when he thought Luffy was done. He tossed him off. Like he's like, yeah, exactly. Rip. And then like, there it is. It's over. <laughs> yeah, and then he even was even like criticizing himself. Or just like, damn, I should have cut off his head, but I tossed him off. I was just such in the fit of mm-hmm. rage. He wasn't the the right fit for me again. Yeah, it's like he throws a tantrum because he's disappointed. Like he's like, yeah, ah, he's just another punk ass Luffy, after all. But when, yeah, Luffy comes back and he's having fun. He's getting drunk. He's getting into the mood like he's got like drunken master kind of thing. Offers him a dr- uh, drink as well. He gets like different like forms where he has like different like stats. If you're to say where he gets like really lovey dovey, he gets super angry. He gets super <laughs> oh, <yeah>. emotional. <laughs> I actually and really it, enjoyed that. Yeah, it actually brought in comedy to the fight. Where it was, like it was the perfect tense. kind of funny, and it also it emphasized that Kaido was not taking this seriously at all. Yeah, and also the fact that how insanely powerful he still is, despite the fact that he's going through all these emotional shifts so quickly. By the way, I have to give a little shout out to one of my favorite panels where they exchange. Not that he's not taking pre- it seriously. This you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For Kaido's sake, like as if he was taking it a hundred percent serious. You know, kind of like it's kind of like the the logic with. Frieza from Dragon Ball Z, where if he was just 100% final form the, every time, Frieza, the Namek arc ne- would have never happened. Everyone yeah. would have died instantaneously. That's what we're talking about. But, um, and I have to give a shout out to one of my favorite panels where you get a, an exchange of Supreme King headbutt clashing, where they just headbutt one another, but they, you have like the sparks of hockey going on. Right. That's a headbutt <laughs> between these two emperors of the sea. Also, you get like the, your your classic oro 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 scene, but with a f- club and fists. That was extre- that was great as well. Um, now while this is going on, you get like this little foreshadow events of CP zero, where they're down by one or two agents because we mentioned it in the pre recording, but we have to, we can mention it here now. One of the red scabbards had a heroic moment where they're trying to hold back the CP zero agents. Uh, Izo, right? Izo. The yeah, the gunslinger. And it seemed like they were having a really cool moment. I'll hold them back. So the fight will continue. Because the Rad Scabbards at this point are going, okay, if you can fight, do everything you can to make sure everyone stays out of roof peace, right? Everyone stays out of that fight going on above. Keep it between Luffy and Kaido. But unfortunately, I think we, we can safely say Oda kind of dropped the ball with this one. Izo, the fight with Izo and CP0 is only cut to the conclusion after Izo actually is killed. He takes yeah. down one of this agents, but it's so unceremonious and so quick when you have, meanwhile, these other fights going on that are so padded out, like the Raizo ninjutsu fight that has been memed to death. And unfortunately, I'm just like, yeah, it's memed. It's not funny. It's just kind of delayed. So I feel on. like I was very, very disappointed in this. Mm-hmm. As I explained in our like pre-show, kind of, I was really excited to see Izo show up. So his unceremonious death was really like, the payoff was so disproportionate, it hurts. He's he's like a celebrity shot here, in the same mm-hmm. way that Marco is. And Marco gets to dunk on King and Queen simultaneously. Yeah, Marco And, and Izo did some cool stuff. Like, he started out really strong. Like I said, he shoots the, the sword on the King's hand. Like, I mm-hmm. love that moment so much. But and and then, then he kind of just fizzles out. Like, and oh, he's, he's dead. Confirmed yeah, at the end of the arc. Like, I, didn't, to, I wasn't a fan. I'm a little disappointed in that. I am disappointed. Um, I, I would have, and I'm, I'm, let me like clarify. I would have been okay with him dying. I am okay with that fact, but I would have liked that to be a proper send off. Yeah, more like the, the Pedro the received. You know, even Petlet yeah. was better. Maybe the anime will fix that part. I don't know. 
but I hope so. Yeah, because at this point, um, with the manga, like we said, it, we, it was that final standoff. Like, I'll hold the, back these CP zero agents. They're supposed to be like the top of the line of like their the world government's version of the CIA, right? They're supposed to be like their top dogs. He kills one of them before getting killed himself, and uh, it's put to the point where like they're shaken, right? Where it's like, oh my god, we actually lost a guy. Holy shit! But it's like, but presentation wise, we didn't see anything going on. And you could have some really cool shit. Like, again, Izo's a gunslinger. Like, you could have had some Bloodborne-style combat where he's, like, sitting with sword blows, pulls out the gun for a quick draw for, like, an unsuspecting death blow yeah. on one of the agents, I guess. Or, I don't know, shooting... Yeah, with, there was or, mad potential there. Or gunjutsu, right? That term for, like, movies like uh, John Wick, if you've seen the live-action movie John Wick with uh, Keanu Reeves, where he's just, like, doing, like, gun-fu, where he's doing, like, some crazy acrobatics or, like, crazy poses and moves with, like, gunshot. And since they're like you know old school, yeah, I would have I would have been totally on board with Izo like running along the walls and sniping people on the battlefield. You go know? full, like, go full Ghost in the Shell, <laughs> bursting through the window with gunshots, precise aim. Uh but yeah, Oda just decided just like, something, something comparable, even mm-hmm. a little bit to what Marco got to do. Yeah, unfortunately, even even if he could, he could have literally just helped Marco, and I think I would have been satisfied. Like a two v two king and queen, Izo and Marco. Yeah, but that would have been awesome. Yeah, but unfortunately, it's so overshadowed because the next big topic was after this happened with one of the agents, CP Zero gets a call and they get an updated order going, "Hey, we got some updated intel. We needed to interfere with that fight up on the roof at top priority because originally your mission was to capture Robin, right? And that's still your mission, but your top priority right now make sure Luffy loses that fight. Like, and then the CP Zero agent is like. Wait, are you fucking serious? You want me to get up there? <laughs> you want me to actually interfere with that? And the government goes, yeah. I will say, overall, I think I like that CP0 agent arc better than Izo's, like, full front-to-back arc in this, in Wano. Yeah, just the fact that you don't know this guy's name, he's maskless, and he's like, yeah, you're a fucking scumbag, but he fulfilled his mission to the end, because, yeah, he actually does his job. He, he knows he's gonna die, but he still he goes in. It's a suicide mission, he still fucking does it. It's just and like, he just yeah. tips his hat at the end, you know, his own send-off. <laughs> respectable it's very respectable yeah you're a fucking cunt but at least you take your death blow with dignity (laughs) you goddamn asshole ruined the fight because yeah what happens is during the fight back up above oh by the way that same agent also he almost gets killed by drake beforehand because we'll go into a bit more of this a little later we find out that drake is in fact a spy he's not in fact a beast pirate he's still with um he's Okay, so he's kind of with the world government still, but specifically, he's a spy for Kobe, right? The specific little part of the world government where it's like, okay, maybe there's some hope for these this group of people, right? It's not like, you know, I kind of, yeah, right? it's a sword, right, that he works with. I think so. Um, yeah, that little branch in the world government where it's like, okay, maybe they're like trying to weed out. faction. Kind of seems yeah. like they're trying to take it over. Uh, either take it over or like trying to weed out the corruption from within, right? It's kind of like, like a, a... Reform it. It almost it reminds me like Code Geass a little bit, that series, where it's like you have the two factions, right? Where it's like you have the main character who wants to completely usurp the government from the outside, and you have his friend who wants to join the ranks and try and change it from within. It's sort of like that. It reminds me a little bit, obviously not as much attention is drawn to it, mm-hmm. but it seems like that's what Oda's trying to introduce a little bit with Kobe and possibly uh, Fujitora later on, because he has some doubts as well. But he's not in sore. but you know what I mean. Um... So yeah, while the fight's going on on the rooftop, um, it's going fucking great. Luffy's going, you know, we see Snake Snake Man form for a second time. And then Kaido, that's why I bring up how Kaido, I think, was holding back. Because then he reveals that 
oh yeah, future sight, that's a thing, because he's still kind of drunk, and he starts dodging these snake form punches after he gets hit a few times, and it's like, yeah, I, oh Yeah, I appreciate shit. that, but he, gets, he starts to sober up, basically, and then he's like, okay, like, now I can't do this thing again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, alright, this, this, this Super Rookie, he's showing off some moves, alright, you know what, I gotta, I, I gotta step it up, otherwise he's gonna actually kick my ass. So, or not even that, but either way, then he goes, what I love is what I really want Chopper to do. He starts going in and out of all these different yeah. forms he has, like at the snap of a finger to fit the fight, right? He's going into hybrid mode, dragon mode to do like that insane grapple where he uh, Dude, bites that, Luffy this and is like the blast press him. Combo point blank. In one piece. <laughs> and then after that, you're talking about the one where he goes dragon and then immediately yeah, he, like, right? he starts out, I think, in hybrid and he like hits him with the club, then he turns into a dragon, like swallows them, spits him out, and bore a breath. It was yeah, so dope. Point blank blast breath. That's like that's a that's a Dark Souls boss grapple. Actually. <laughs> is, it's actually a boss move. <laughs> that's a boss move in Dark Souls. Like, damn, that's an it's a KO where you wouldn't even be mad when that happens to you. You're like, damn, I The first time that. you see that move, you're just like, <laughs> man, that was sick. Alright, now I gotta watch that next time. <laughs> um but yeah, the way that Kaido and he has three forms. Chopper has seven plus. You can do so much uh, more variation. I know I mentioned this before, but I really would have liked the Rumble Ball to play a role in this arc. With all the, yeah. the zone being the center. Come on. Yeah. And I swear, I swear to God, if Luffy... Hey. Now, I'm just going to say this real quick. I know this is ahead. If Luffy does not eat a fucking Rumble Ball by the end of this series, I will riot. <laughs> I swear to God, I'm be pissed. I'm oh so my pissed. God. Joy Boy eating Rumble he, Ball is the spinach. It's spinach from Popeye. If he doesn't at least try, I'm going to be so infuriated. <laughs> he eats the Rumble Ball. It's like the spinach from Popeye where he goes... That has to happen. That has to be the setup. The Rumble Ball, it will finally come back around. Oh, God, please. Please, just give me a Popeye That's my first theory of the episode. Keep throwing film grain during that moment, too. In the manga. I don't know how you do it, but just do it. Um, but yeah, and then unfortunately, the fight, well, I guess, no, sorry, unfortunately, in-universe, where it looks like Luffy, you know, is prepping up his gear forth, right, and Kaido is, like, having so much fun, right, where he's like, don't hold back, they're smiling when they're going for that, that final, like, they're going for, like, a, like, a samurai clash where they're gonna punch or attack at the exact same time, and whoever falls, falls, right, but unfortunately, this is what we mentioned before, the agent interrupts the fight, and he does... Uh, iron body. He does that move where he puts like a lot of defense or weight on himself while he's holding onto Luffy's arm, just enough to slow him down, which gives Kaido the death blow. Seemingly, where he, uh, sorry, Kaido giving the death blow to Luffy. I wasn't clear on that. Sorry, and it looks like Kaido wins the fight, but Kaido is furious. He was having probably the first even fight or close to even fight that he's had probably since ever <laughs> or maybe yeah, like since or in a or really since, long time or since the rocks pirates yeah ever since uh um what's that island called god island paradise god island? Valley. what was that sorry god valley god valley thank you where the incident happened we don't know exactly what happened there but, but it was we do know that the... that's where he received his devil fruit yep and that's also where the rocks pirates i think disbanded after Wait, that do we, do we know that or was that a theory did he receive was it at god valley that he got the fruit i thought he had the fruit I actually don't know about that. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm not about sure that. if that's actually true or not. Someone we just know me in the, on Twitter. We just know in our uh, history textbooks that God Valley is in bold text, and it will be on the test. And so we need a review for that <laughs> when again when we get more information on that. Um, but yeah, Kaido is fucking furious. 
the CP zero agent accepts his fate of like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not escaping. This is, fu- I'm fucking dead. Just do what you want. <laughs> and then Kaido is just in his fury, kills the agent in one blow, and again tries to tell everyone that Luffy is dead. But he has confirmation, almost right, where he like, no, I landed the death blow directly to his skull. He's doing the the he's doing the a pose that we see in One Piece, where the villains usually are. Luffy is doing that right now with like shadows over his eyes to make it look like he's actually dead. Kaido is in his dragon form, telling everyone, you know, your leader is dead. Surrender now so we can kill you e- more easily. Like, you have no chance. Chopper is demoralized. Nami's resisting, but she almost gets scorched before Mako saves her. It's not looking good. Yamato and Momonosuke are getting desperate. They're trying to figure out a way to, like, land Onigashima, like, safely before it crushes Moano. Um, because Momonosuke is, you know, utilizing his dragon powers. And, but they also know, like, yeah, we can't fight Kaido. If, even though Kaido's wounded and you know, hurt. We don't know how much energy he has left in the tank. We're wounded and hurt. We don't know if we can combine and do any efforts. Like, the best we can do is try and minimize the casualties of Wano. So while that's going on, and much chaos going on, the manga cuts back to Luffy, no dialogue, and then it cuts to Zunisha. And then Zunisha's eyes light up and goes, oh, I hear it. I hear something. Oh my god, he's back. And then he contacts Momonosuke, and this is when the fucking Week, uh, there was a weekly break that happened oh, at is the after, end of this. Wait, <sighs> oh no, was, yeah, uh, man, I'm so good. There's so many like phases to this fight. I was thinking that this was after or before Luffy got thrown off, but this is like after he got beat again when he came back up, right? Yeah, and Luffy then got, he gets up another time. Yeah, Luffy got thrown off very early on in Rufus. Yeah. I think he got thrown off like in the middle of our chronological. Yeah, chronologically, he was thrown off like in the middle of our discussions last episode during those fights. And then he got thrown back up, thanks to Momonosuke. Or, sorry, driven back up. Right. Um, flown back up. Why am why, why I words? Words are hard, okay? And we get... And that's the time to, that Momonosuke got aged up as well, which is pretty relevant. Right. Shinobu uh, aged him up. She matured and him. And then matured him. And I guess it's a permanent thing. I guess. <laughs> um, well, wait, more. I, I believe she said that it was. And it does seem to be... I checked the fan wiki too, just to make sure they say it's permanent as well. I don't know how to feel about that. Um, yeah, they didn't. They didn't address it like it's an issue that the issue that we assume, and it seems like it really is, or would be in the real world. Yeah, because I'm thinking like he's still eight years old. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of it. Yeah, but either way, I like the look. Well, we'll get more into that later. Sorry, the momentum calls. He for... looks cool. He looks cool. Yeah. But um, the moment calls for what people have been foreshadowed for and thinking of for a long time now, where you hear the drums of liberation. Zunisha is like telling Momonosuke, you know, telepathically or like through like his hockey, right? Like I hear it, I hear it. Like Momonosuke, like what the hell are you talking about? What are you, like, I'm I'm busy here. What are you talking about? <laughs> like I'm trying to do this cloud shit. What the hell are you talking about, Zunisha? Like, <laughs> dude, you don't understand. I hear the drums for the first time in like 800 years, man. And we get that last panel of, like, something transforming Luffy, and then he smiles, and then we see the text, Joy Boy has returned. And we had to wait a week after that happened. <laughs> I'm just like, Oda, you can't, you can't, t- you can't, why now? Why, bro? <laughs> I think that that week, that extra week wait was, like, the longest wait we had to do until the next actual big break. But that the one week month. break... 
yeah, the month void break. But that was actually like an intentional break. This one week break though was like I I I was suffering. <laughs> I think we were all suffering through this like Yeah, the whole everyone felt it. Everyone that was caught yeah. up at the time was just in pain. Yeah, but once the chapter came back, it did not hold back whatsoever. Joy Boy is in full realization. We get the full lore dump from the elders back at Mary Joa going, holy shit, this is like worst case scenario. If like basically they're they're fearing what's happening right now in Wano, but they're just stating it out loud for the audience for us to hear. Where it's like we've been tracking down this stupid ass gum gum fruit for eight hundred years. We even called it the gum gum fruit to try and make it seem more boring than it really is. But it's like it's evading us. It's like it's sentient, it's alive, like it's fate, destiny. It's something keeping us away from it. And then they tell us the actual full name of the fruit or like the actual properties, right? Rather than like, is it still the gum gum fruit? Sorry. Because um, I have the full definition here. Not. Okay, because I have the full definition here. I forget if they actually called it uh, a different Hito, name. Hito no Mi model Nika. Okay. Yeah, because I have Zoan type. Oh, right, right. Sorry. It's right here in my fucking notes. I'm blind. Zoan type. Human human fruit. That's what I have in the English translation. Right. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Zoan type is a human human fruit, just like choppers, but it's Zoan type human human. Mythical type model Nika after the sun god. Possessing a body with the properties of rubber and fighting in whatever way he fancies. Awakening this fruit brings his rubbery body greater freedom. It is truly the most ridiculous power out there. The words of the the elder, not mine. Yeah. And but when I saw that and I read that, I'm like, this is Oda's way of saying I'm just gonna go ape shit, and you're gonna go with whatever the hell I'm putting on that page because I've been waiting for this moment, this freedom and to draw oh my boy, action. Does he come through? Oh my this fucking promise. god! Yes, because I will say, like, it's been a while since we talked about like the. I think it's been a while since we talked about like the the actual choreography of One Piece with Luffy's fights in general. Where I think like that's Emi's lobby, right? Where we talk about how they're the flow of action where a lot of times it's really good, but at times there'll be a lot of like uh, talking on the screen. So it's a little distracting or like, you know, when they shout their attack names and whatnot in this case though, like Luffy is going full, like fifties, classic sixties cartoons. It's lo- 100% Looney Tunes. That's our Looney Tunes. At the beginning of the episode. Yeah. Acme presents the return of the King. The Acme presents joy boy. And we get, all the classic tropes of like if you've seen if you ever had like if you're a kid growing up and you ever had access to the boomerang channel the one that was like next to cartoon network if you had like i don't know dish um they always had looney tunes tom and jerry flintstones that's where scooby-doo was as well scooby-doo and you had all those sound effects in your head like if you had watched them a lot religiously as a kid because you know you had all the time in the world right so you had like these sound effects these action moments and oda is just recreating I'm guessing his childhood, too. He's putting what he saw from those old cartoons into One Piece now, but it makes sense. It's not like he's just saying, you know what, fuck it, I just want to make cartoons in my manga now. It's like, no, the One Piece style that I've always liked, um, that it took, sorry, that I liked intentionally, but I definitely understood why people were like put off by it, like that overly cartoony, exaggerated style is how he draws characters and how the action flows better. It flows organically with this upgrade with Joy Boy, because now it's like, well, it's always been drawn like this to be ridiculous and crazy and silly. And now we see moments where, like, Joy Boy is getting scorched by the fire, but then, like, his skin is, like, charred black. But then he's just like, 
Err, how dare you with like smoke coming out yeah, of him, and he just right? Kind of shakes it off. Yeah, and then if he's trying to like maneuver through the air rather than like a Dragon Ball, like you know, just you know, just flying, he he that was he, the craziest thing he did. He that one made my eyes pop out of my head. I was yeah. like, what the fuck? He's like he's <laughs> he running just so ran fast, on the air. Like Sonic the Hedgehog. And then I'm imagining like tire screeching sound effects like with like the old 50s audio. Going, this chapter really did it really and it continues to this day to just destroy power scaling in <laughs> it's so but, weird. He like changed it, the laws of the universe a little bit. And it does it in like in the most fun way I've had because usually when and I see I don't shonen, give a shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's great. When, but comparing to other shonen, whenever I see power ups, I'm usually skeptical. I'm usually just like, okay, I understand this is a shonen trope. Okay, does it make sense? Okay, is it cool? But then I worry immediately when it's done. Okay, but are you gonna keep going? What does this mean? And the the warning signs are here too, because like the. Gelder said, this is a ridiculous power. This is essentially confirming that, yeah, Luffy... That's the ate. perfect word to describe it. The, the, Absolutely. The peak yeah. adjective here. Yeah, perfect word, perfect translation. They nailed it, too. Or they're not saying overpower, they're saying ridiculous. <laughs> it's just silly. Even Kaido says it, it's a ridiculous power when he's getting his shit beaten. There's also a moment where Luffy grabs Kaido like he's Bam Bam from the Flintstones and starts tossing him around. <laughs> Again, if you've seen any of the old cartoons this is just nostalgia from your childhood coming to life in a ongoing most popular or one of the most popular shonen series and i'm just like wow <laughs> I did in the best that. possible way the funnest way absolutely um eyes bulging out of people's heads and they freak out that's actually a crazy thing too his and the power, power it literally affects you when you're yeah it chapter. affects <laughs> yeah there's a moment where uh kaido because by the way joy boy's power up um it makes him equal with Kaido almost. It's not like it's making him like overpower him, kind of like what happened with Dragon Ball Z when but Goku I mean, went there Super was, Saiyan. There was a moment in this fight when Kaido got jump roped, like you. Oh, abso- a jump oh absolutely! Rope. He was being tossed around, yeah, but Kaido was, just was pretty damn disrespectful. <laughs> yeah, they kind of like, what the fuck? <laughs> the hell's going on? But this, what well, my point being is that even though Luffy got this ridiculous power up, um. He's not, like, landing all these blows without, like, any exchanges. Like, Kaido is still keeping up. He is still, like, fighting with like, these blows. Yeah. But, the f- but whenever Luffy's getting hit, it's comedic. Like, Luffy's taking damage. He's getting hurt. But it's comedic because, again, he's going full rubber property, right? So I when- love the panel when he just takes the, the club to the back to of the, the back head. To the back of the head, just, yeah. <laughs> just turns into that shape. <laughs> yeah, that's that was full great. On- that was full on Tom and Jerry, where he gets clubbed in the back of the head, and actually, yeah, the spikes are coming out of his. I think his tongue was one of the spikes too. That was actually a nice little detail. Um, but yeah, when Kaido smacks Luffy through the roof, and they see Luffy still alive, right? Everyone, but they get freaked out because they don't see Luffy. They see this, like this godlike mystical creature bashing his skull through the roof and going yeah like he's doing Man, like the, and like, all the straw hats with their eyes like literally popping out yeah, of their heads like, but, i love yeah. that so much it's a little it's a little uncanny because like the more it's the more serious characters this time yeah but it's also like, like but that's and chopper and yeah Usopp. with law and kid <laughs> um but yeah that's the passive to the power it's like when he's going full joy boy everyone's turning into a 50s cartoon around him but what i liked too about those expressions is again those sound effects from like my old days as a kid when he was, you can screaming. hear the like pop and the you know the boings. Yeah, there's a very iconic uh, scream that Tom makes and Tom and Jerry whenever he's really hurt, where he just goes, "Yeah,", yeah! 
not like it's a really loud yeah like i don't know if you can find a sound bite and throw it in there or whatever but i just leave. imagine that when he's just getting hurt <laughs> by kaido and then him screaming is also the reason why everyone's freaking out not just like the head and the eyeballs and tongue chinning out it's also just like this old 50s audio grain of the tom just screaming uh but it's such a such a thrill watching this and that's also why luffy can also go into like giant form now because it's like hey just do the just do the anchor arms thing from SpongeBob, where you just blow a hole into your shoulder, or like some like just blow into your arm, and you just get bigger and bigger. That's how balloons work, right? It's again, it's whatever the user can imagine at this point. It's the complete freedom, and even Luffy's like going, yeah. Like and anything. I'll also say here, which I'm pretty sure I said in our other Joy Boy episode. If you guys haven't heard it, and you want to hear us mm-hmm. more in depth talk about Joy Boy itself, but I will say there were people that were upset or a little mad at this power up and his transformation and i think those people are ridiculous and i sometimes wonder if we're reading the same story watching reading the same series i'm like it's this, this is a silly. story where you blow your arm up like a balloon and it literally makes you stronger and now this, people are mad at this this is a series with I frankie i don't i don't, <laughs> I, don't I don't see where you draw the line <laughs> not to mention people are making comparisons of Wano to Arabasta is actually a good that, like it's it's how One Piece peppers in this ridiculousness and the serious like it it it's just right I feel it, it always it, hits a balance Metal Gear but manga and <laughs> 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 uh, it reminds me of Arabasta where hey remember when Luffy was impaled by Crocodile and they fixed it by putting a little like two band aids on it and when he and the way he kind of went around was like he drank so much water that he uh, inflated like a balloon. But then, like, the band-aids kind of, like, leaked out a little bit. And he's like, oh, shoot, I'm leaking like a balloon. And then he just, like, cu- stuck a cork in it or, like, another band-aid on top of it to try and stop yeah. the leak. Again, One Piece has always been silly. And that's always been, like, what kept me pulled into the action rather than, like, kind of, like, just giving me through the pages of just, like, yeah, it's manga action. I'll just watch the anime if it's whatever. But in this case, I'm like, no, absolutely not. I'm enjoying myself, especially when, <laughs> like, Luffy is tossing a, like, fucking Mario against Bowser, like, Super Mario 64 style, and then you see his eyes, like, delay behind him, so you can see, like, the action, like, the eyes, yeah. like, struggling to keep up with the actual body. Oda was having so much fun with this art. <laughs> Absolutely he was. People talk about how when they watch a movie and they see an actor really into it, really passionate, you can you, you can feel it. It's this is one infectious. of the funnest chapters. Like, the, those Joy Boy chapters are so, you can feel Absolutely. the passion put into it. Yeah, Oda was definitely having a, a blast doing this. His own, uh, Luffy's own words when he, we see that incredibly iconic panel where I imagine when this happens in the anime, people are going to be comparing it to Super Saiyan. Like, it's definitely on social media where you see the panel where Luffy's like, just kind of like, looks like he's floating, but he's just laughing with his, his palm over his eyes, right? And he's going through that monologue where he's like, I can do everything I wanted to do. My heartbeat sounds funny, but this is also the pinnacle of what I can do. This is Gear 5, and I'm allied to good Nightmare to You. He probably doesn't say that last part. I'm probably mixing up series <laughs> and dubs and subs. Yeah. But something again, like something like that. Like It's incredible Super Saiyan vibes, and I feel like it's almost on that level. Obviously, history will tell if you know the fan base will react to it the same way that the Dragon Ball Z fan base reacted to Super Saiyan. But from the manga reader's reaction, I feel like that's a safe bet where it's like, yeah, people are going to see Joy Boy as the next Super Saiyan because after all, One Piece is as popular too. Um, but we'll definitely see about that. So I guess we can kind of skim over the rest of the fights because again, yeah. you, can, you know 50s cartoon logic. It's incredibly fun. Um, if the anime does not bring in like old 
fucking like film grain effects or sound effects for that fight, I feel like you're kind of missing out. Because I feel like right now in the anime, they're kind of going overboard with the effects a little bit on the colors, but it's like it's really spectacle, but it's also like kind of hard to watch sometimes. And I feel like they're doing that so that when the Joy Boy fight happens, they pull it back and go, no, we're going old fashioned 50s cartoon. And it's going to look like you're watching a, someone play Cuphead or watch an old episode of Tom and Jerry where you're just like, one of the boss themes. Uh, that reminds me of that fan art. That was so fucking great. Um, but yeah, they, we get like this ultimate like Popeye final punch where Luffy like charges up from the heavens essentially. And then Kaido goes full on hockey, right? Where he just yeah, reinforces yeah, his like, entire his, body. Like his whole body. He kind of did flames, uh, right? Virgo. Yeah, it looks like that's a final form if I've seen it. <laughs> Kaido, like totally, in, like ho- like flame. Yeah, like his, it was all the hockey. way down his back, like hockey yep. infused. In his dragon form too, and they do like this final clash, and Luffy pulls out in the end with Luffy making the declaration where it gave people uh, a possible theory that this might be connected with that dream that both Roger and Luffy have that we don't know yet, where Luffy. Maybe like a piece of it, right? Not the whole thing, but a piece of it, right? I'll make a world where my friends can eat as much food as they want, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, happiness, right? And especially thinking back to um, Otama, that's her name, right? The late the girl that he runs into the very beginning yeah. of Wano? Yeah, the one who's uh, hungry, starving. And the the blow happens, and Kaido meets his match, and he finally gets that death blow. Well, not the death blow, the, the defeat blow. For a lot of people, myself included, we weren't quite sure if this was actually him being defeated because we're used to the A pose, right? We're used to like the mm. traditional like villains on their back or they're gone. But it's also like, well, he's also now in the core of a volcano with Big Mom, and the volcano erupted, so now they're blasting off again Team Rocket style, speaking of old classic cartoons, and well, I guess classic anime in this case, and they're gone now. But I feel like they'll be back at some point. You know, because Big Mom, you know, she lost in Hulking Island, but she was back in Wano, right? The so, last we saw of Big Mom and Kaido, they're floating in lava. Yeah, before the volcano just, erupts. Just kind of free-floating. Yeah. Both unconscious. But because they're emperors, they don't die, or they don't melt. They're just there. <laughs> they, they're chilling. Ka- Kaido, I understand, because he's maybe part dragon, so you can go, like, video game logic. Okay, he has fire resistance, or magma resistance, heat resistance. Big Mom, it's because she's super tough. It's- she still has, like, remaining HP, like, extra passive. That's true, yeah. By the time she gets shot out, she, like, she just looks incredibly skinny like she did like, at, during her rage at Whole Cake Island, I guess. I could see that, actually. Um, but that definitely tells me that when we get to, like, I guess the the finale of the series, we'll probably see them again, right? They'll probably be fully enraged. They want a rematch. They want revenge. That would be interesting, they're, they're, if so. Yeah, I don't think they're dead. They're definitely not captured, obviously. I don't think they're dead, for sure. No, they did the off-screen thing where it's like, hey, if I don't see a dead body or them in chains, they'll be back in some way. Yeah. Um, it's also a convenient way, too, to send them off because if Oda decides not to bring them back, then it's like, what, you think they'd be coming back? They, the volcano erupted. There was no islands around them. They sank. They drowned. Are you silly? Are you silly? I'm mean, just like, well, you're Oda. <laughs> it's hard. You're, you're a shonen writer. It's sometimes really hard for you to kill off characters, which I guess would be a good segment, right, for casualties after the war concludes right yeah we got izo deb as we talked about yep we got uh ashura who we we uh we glossed over ashura wait is that his name right ashura the uh Uh, i think i gave him his due when we were talking about them fighting kaido scabbard 
I think he died from Conjuro though, the the traitor. I think yeah, he did because 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 so. he disguised himself as Odin. But his death right? was also not. It was not great. His made more sense though because he was the one telling everyone, "Hey, this is not Odin. Collect yourselves." And then Conjuro gives him like the blow when he's looking away. Yeah, it was a little I, quick, but at least I it need, was like I wish a it, dramatic yeah, moment. I wasn't even sure that he was dead. In fact, I was pretty sure he wasn't. So at the end, when they're like, "Oh yeah, he's dead," yeah, I was like, "What?" <laughs> Yeah, it's one of those problems with consistency, right? Where it's like, again, it's shonen usually. Yeah, characters... it's like people have survived way worse injuries. Way he got a single worse. slash and he's dead. <laughs> Let's list the number of times Luffy should have died. <laughs> number one, chapter one. <laughs> um, but yeah, like usually in shonen, when a character dies, usually it's it's more dramatic, where it's like a big panel where it's very clear this character is dead. Maybe some final words to confirm it, right? In this case, we had two deaths from the Red Scabbards. Only two, but it's also like they were both done kind of quickly, unceremoniously. Quickly can be done dramatically as well, like just watch or read Game of Thrones, right? How quick it can happen. Honestly, but, okay, if you could have cut out like half of the Rizo panels, the Rizo versus Fukurukujo, we yeah, still would have gotten the point that it's his battle of attrition, and yeah. you would have had time to give Izo and Ashra Doji a better send-off with those panels. Just one or two pages, please. Just one or two pages. Doesn't have to be a full chapter. No. Because Rizo's bits were, I think, what, two pages? A, a it, piece it must have time. been like, it felt like there's three full chapters of it, like, spread throughout the last section. Yeah, and it's him going like, oh, we're going to secure Wano and liberate Wano. Oh, and then the guy's like, no, you guys had your chance. Oh, and it's just like, uh. Still standing here with slightly more flame now, as you can man. see. Man. It, it reminds me of the beginning of the. Sasuke Itachi fight where they're like, like I'm not trying to undermine Rizo's feet here for the record but, but... we get it you know <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say did not need this many like cutbacks to it yeah it's just weird done um also not a red scabbard or an ally but instead a super rookie Hawkins the guy who predicted that some unnamed person Someone. it was implied yeah it was implied that it might have been Drake or Luffy or Kaido it was actually himself of like a 1% chance of survival. Which and I think that does make sense. Like he doesn't really give a shit about anyone else. Right? Yeah. And, and he, yeah, we established before where he's like, no, he just wants to take the path of least resistance. He wants to survive. And ironically, through doing all this shit, he ended up leading himself down a path to death because he can't look that far into the future. Right. He can't pick out the branch where it's like, okay, this is risky. This is risky. But if I win, if I go through these risks, then I'll have a 90% chance to live. Yeah, after, Hawkins is right? actually very interesting to me still. A little bit, yeah. Because again, like he looks into the future, but he doesn't look so far into the future. He's It's an immediate, right? It's a reactionary future telling where it's like, oh shit, Kaido is here. Uh, da, 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 da. Okay, I'll lie with Kaido, right? But he did, He can't foretell or for, uh, he can't fortune tell farther than that where it's like, okay, what's my fate after doing with Kaido? Uh, da, 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 da. Okay, Samurai, Minx Alliance, da 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 da. Oh shit <laughs> you can't look that far ahead right so that's like his tragedy i guess but um again we don't have con for confirmation even though it looks pretty clear because he was bloodied as he was falling down to the floor next to drake but at the same time it's shonen right for all we know we until we get a declaration from someone trustworthy in universe that hawkins is dead then for all we know he could be alive but tr but really hurt Right, it could I, happen. Yeah, it did feel pretty final, huh? It did feel final, but at the same time, I'm like, I wouldn't be surprised if someone goes, "Oh, Hawkins is in critical condition, but he's alive." 
I wouldn't be surprised. Especially if he's with next I, to Drake. I believe he's alive, honestly. Yeah, it's, <laughs> especially if he's next to Drake. Drake can do whatever bullshit to, you know, help him, heal him, or whatever. And then he brings him back with him to Kobe or to the sword uh, faction. And they go, all right, tell us what you know. Some shit. Because does Hawkins have any intel that we know of? Besides the fact that he's a super rookie with Kaido. But, no, not that we really know of. Yeah, he's, he's not like Caribou, right? Because Caribou is the guy with all the intel. Especially after 1055, 1054. But Hawkins, eh, he's a fortune teller. He's not, I don't think he has intel. Either way, I'm sure something will happen. Some bullshit. I'm sure Oda has Speaking of intel, freaking <laughs> Caribou. Oh, oh my, my god, Caribou. God, god damn it, Caribou. But the part that I'm interested in about Caribou is he mentions that he knows someone that would love to know about this. Twice, bro. He said the same thing about Poseidon. He's he like, did. oh, someone's going to love to hear about this. In this case, though, in this case, though, it made it seem like there was someone specific he had in mind and not yeah, like. No, it ha- I think it has been since Poseidon. Uh, I, he said, that, like, that oh, I've got to tell like that person about this. Yeah, and then okay. he said the same thing just now. I just remember, I just remember the pre-chapters. He didn't get the chance because he was captured by the Marines or the, by the Navy. But then he was sent off because he escaped in his own way. Then he had his Che Guevara moment, and then he got captured. Right? Yeah, I'm so very ma- curious who that person is. Oh yes. Oh, you're saying that he never got to tell that person the first time, but now he has. Two no, he still is not. Yeah, he. Has yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's what he I remember. Some people trying to speculate about it, and they came, or some people thought it was Kaido, but clearly they were wrong. It was not Kaido. Yeah. So we're still waiting. Definitely. I'm glad yeah, for Oda to be like, yeah, that's still still coming around. <laughs> yeah. What if it's something like as simple? What if it's something as strange as like, okay, because we were saying that the revolutionary army stuff, and it's like, uh, but no, I it feel like the uh, I don't know. I don't know why, bro. I feel now like it's buggy. I'm maybe. so serious. Maybe I feel like it has to be buggy. I feel I feel like maybe because buggy at obviously point not is... that it has to be. It could be anyone, but I'm I'm feeling high likelihood of buggy. Oh, okay, you mentioned Buggy. We have to talk about the Cross Guild. So Buggy is failing upwards. <laughs> he's failing <laughs> upwards at a cataclysmic speed. No, no, I think he's he's done. I I personally think he's done. He has failed all the way up to Yonko all, at the end watch, of this arc. Watch Buggy fail on top of the door to One Piece. <laughs> See, I, would you be upset if like Buggy got credit as Pirate King? Because I would be a little upset. I think Luffy needs the full credit. I don't. I I understand that he doesn't need it. <laughs> you know, he I would be saying, totally fine doing it and letting someone else take the credit. Oh, I was I saying the, okay with. That. I was <laughs> saying the door, as in like he was like one step away from claiming it, but like due to like some Buggy humor or whatever, he just turned. There his are back on it. there are people that make the argument that Buggy will become the Pirate King as a joke, which I can't fully discredit, but I would hate it. If anything, I would hate it a lot. If anything, if it's like media bullshit, they might say Buggy temporarily, but in reality, we know it's Luffy. But yeah, you're saying Luffy. Needs I, the full I think I this is that. a win for Buggy, the biggest dub he needs. Like this is amazing. He's a fucking <laughs> Yonko. <laughs> yeah, buggy. Oh, oh, right, right. Buggy. Okay. Okay, yeah. Think about so it. yeah, okay. So the newspapers come out, right? Like I know we're jumping around here, but bear with us. The newspapers jump around and they reveal the four new emperors, right? We know a few of them already. We got Shank still, we got Blackbeard still, um, Luffy confirmed, and they even have Monkey D Luffy in the name. The world government freaked the fuck out when Morgan put that in the name and he's like, fuck it, dude, it's gonna sell more oh, copies. Bruh. I fucking love chaos, dude. People love newspapers when it's bad news. And Buggy as the fourth Yonko, as the fourth Emperor. And our immediate reaction is, 
how <laughs> he like he barely it like squeezed in to be the a warlord may surprise you <laughs> and then we what in one month to find out yeah after the month void i think um or was that after i, I forget what. i don't remember i feel like that was the cutoff yeah i think so yeah but as of 1056 the most recent chapter no, i mean okay it was because we wait no it was not it was two chapters ago we had two chapters since the month so the cutoff and, was before before that okay so either way either way <laughs> we got more information of how he possibly got that emperor title Yeah, that's still it's so insane <laughs> but i see the cross guild information and i go oh that makes who are, sense who are the like let's say i don't know the commanders of cross oh, guild Jacob? You, pro- probably a low low tier names right if you had like mr. a one three, piece uh, richie richie yeah, the lion alvita uh, <laughs> and <laughs> no Oh man! Oh, actually, no. It's actually motherfucking crocodile from Sir Arabasta. Crocodile. Get his and put Hawkeye. That name and Hawkeye <laughs> and Dracul Hawkeye Mihawk, the motherfucking strongest sword in the world. I don't know uh, how or what <laughs> happened behind the scenes since Buggy is, was. It was out. so beautiful to see. This is, and like, such a great joke to me. I, lo- it's, I truly it's, love this. It's such a great joke, but I'm also fucking curious what the fuck happened. Because last time we saw Buggy, he was freaking out because his, his like, his uh, supply line, right, was getting cut off by his his giants leaving, right? And he was, that was kind yeah, of Yeah, it was implying. a pretty big hit to his mercenary company. Yeah, and that was a big hint that the next time we see Buggy, it'll be at Elbaf, right? If we go to Elbaf, which is probably right. likely, likely still. However... Since that gap, we don't know what the fuck's been happening, but apparently since, uh, oh yeah, we haven't mentioned that other part yet, but we'll get to there. But basically, three warlords, or former warlords, have combined. Yeah, I don't know if it's like really that they're under him or as much as they've joined forces. Yeah, like cross guild. Yeah. Cross Either way, implies, though. Yeah, part. But Buggy does have the credit as a Yonko, right? Yeah, exactly. So I assume he's on top. And even Zoro is looking at the news going like, that doesn't sound like Mihawk. Like, what the hell's going on? And Crocodile, we know his motive. So it's like, okay, he's clearly in this because he sees there is a possible advantage in joining this alliance, right? Joining this guild. Because I think Mihawk wants... and Crocodile are probably there for the same reason and that they're not really, like, they're not uh, committed to Buggy, right? It's not like they no, 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 no. fealty to him. Absolutely but rather not. they said, yes, we'll combine our names with you and we'll yeah. keep people away. We'll, we will, as, you know, like, we'll use deterrence. our power together to keep the government off of now that we're not protected. Exactly. We'll, you, and we'll, also, do, we'll fight we'll band together, right? Also pull resources to uh to get what we want. Because like, last I Which, checked, Crocodile <laughs> was kind of alone with only Mr. One, right? I think that was like his only Yeah, I was Prime. gonna say I assume Mr. One is a part of Cross Guild as well. Yeah, I, so that's what Crocodile thinking. benefits. I assume a lot. all the other buggy alliance members are, including Mr. And like, Three and which Mr. Three and Mr. One, I'd like to see that reunion and Crocodile, oh my right? Because yeah. it's Mr. Three like above Crocodile? As one of Buggy's <laughs> commanders, you know, I don't know. I don't, don't know how it works. Don't put that idea in my head. I think that oh. would be. F- I think that dynamic would be funny for be Miss for Buggy funny, Mr. Three to be bossing Crocodile around, and and Crocodile's uh, like, you better shut the fuck up. Oh, <laughs> uh, how know? the mighty have fallen! <laughs> I would but like you, but like you said, it's a guild more more so. So yeah, it's, it, it implies there there's some level of like cooperation more than yeah underlings. Well, it, Exactly like how Luffy, Law, and Kid, which, by the way, now have three billion bounty berries on each of them equally, equally. despite the uh, fact that... 
Eh, doesn't seem yeah. fair to me, but <laughs> yeah, I, know. I get that Luffy also received help in his fight. But, but you know, but he, we know at the, the end it was one v one. At the end I of mean, their fight it was two v one. Yeah, so. if anything, I would have said I thought Luffy, Luffy should have been higher. Yeah, that's I how think, I feel. Well, obviously the world. I, I don't think story. Law and Kid put in as much work as Luffy. You know, if, I get yeah, that if people any, on the outside don't know how it happened, but yeah, I think that's the whole major point is just the people on the outside. Because again, Wano is such an isolationist country, and their intel is very shoddy. Yeah, I think but, the story is kind of the three of them beat the two of them. Yeah, so. exactly. They just got the intel that the Samurai Straw Hat Minks Alliance. I forgot the whole name. Sorry, Ninja um, Pirate Mink Samurai. God, you love rubbing that in. <laughs> <laughs> um, and with the main three being the super rookies, they're like, okay, they're the th real threat. And yet, Law and Kid are not emperors of the sea. It's like, no, we can't have six emperors. We need to have only four, right? Or even, because Morgan, you really shot the gun when you said there was a fifth emperor. And Morgan's like, I don't fucking care. I'm money. <laughs> <laughs> but then he's like, but people aren't going to buy it as much if I, I say I really love emperor. Big Morgans, Big News Morgans, for, for appearing so infrequently. Morgan is an H&F chaos if it just means yeah, more money. Yeah, I love if, it. He's like, oh, he, I got to sell some papers. The world needs to know the truth, baby. I'm well, he'll, he'll say the truth if it means yeah, money. However, yeah. he'll, but he'll, he he'll might also stretch it a little. You, you can also tell he'll go along with the censorship side because obviously he's still a crony for the world government. Is if, I don't think he is. I think it's been proven that he is not. No, I I think what showed he's like is, a guerrilla newspaper producer. I see <laughs> you know, it differently. It I, like. I see it differently. I see it as if the truth. In this case, he knows will cause more like chaos and get people more scared. Therefore, buy more newspapers. He will tell the truth, but uh, therefore, like when that CP zero agent was like, "No, don't publish this paper about Luffy," and he goes, "Fuck you!" It's gonna sell like wildfire. But also, that that CP zero agent was like undercover and had infiltrated exactly. his organization, yeah. which implies to me that he's you know not really with them. Are uh, they at well, least watching him closely? Maybe because they know his personality. I guess that it, would make it, sense as well. It, it's a branch within the government. I don't know. Just like he I has a mobile fortress. He had like, he's got government <laughs> spies on him. He publishes whatever the fuck he wants. But does I also... He, it makes me wonder, like, does he control the news coups? Is that a he part is. of his devil Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a media monopoly. It's the right. main... Is that it's like, the main it just makes me wonder. It's a lot of, is it? Or I is think it just so, his own newspaper? Get, has it ever been confirmed that that's an official government? Because why would they tell... Why would they be telling people about, like, pirate activity... You know, to that extent, it's to how keep, I'm to starting keep, to feel. Well, if you want to get, I feel like, re yeah, if you want to get, like if you want to get there. real, it's because people get scared when they see, oh, pirate activity. Therefore, we have to give more support to the navy because they need that support, right? Give them more money, give them more resources, right? Because the fear's churning on. Isn't that the reason why? That's what I think. If you want to get real for it, but um, but mm. what I was gonna say is. Uh, Morgan, I think, would also go along with requests to, like, muddy a truth to a story, or, like, even completely censor a story, if it's if the truth is not very exciting, right? If it's not really, like, eh, it's not really profitable, I guess I'll just go along with it. That's what I felt like Morgan is at this at, at the point, but... Yeah, we need to see it, more from him, for sure. Exactly. Ultimately, at the end of the day, we need to see more, because we're clearly in a difference of how we see Morgan. Either way, I love Morgan, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think... I th We'll see. We'll see. I'm yeah, cause I kind of see JJJ from Spider-Man in him where he's just like, I just want <laughs> yeah. the best story that will print papers. So JJJ wants to frame Spider-Man as this villain because, oh, I get people scared of this guy. People will buy my newspapers because we got the edge, right? Oh, villain completely disrupts the cops from stopping the burglary. I, I've interpreted him almost as a pirate himself. 
that publishes his own paper, more like an underground, you know, agent, like a mafia member, like as one of the attendees, even at Big Mom's wedding. But I thought the Morgan papers like, were like if he's the a government, government agent, you think he would have been invited to Big Mom's wedding? I don't. He was, wasn't he? He was at Big yeah, Mom's wedding. That's what I mean. That's why you shouldn't invite government agents. Well, that's the She's thing. inviting pirates like, and underground brokers. I guess that's a, that actually could be a topic later on where it could be like, how much freedom of the press is in One Piece with this paper? Because it's a it's a singular. See, I would assume not paper. much, and that's why I think Morgan's is like the real quote unquote news source that at least you know is telling the news that the government right. would not. That's my perspective now. We'll see if it pans out. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll definitely see as we go on. But either way, Morgan is very exciting, and then he posted the. Yeah, the story of Monkey D. Luffy, because it sells more copies, and then revealed to us that, yeah, by the way, uh, Crocodile and Mihawk have teamed up with uh, Buggy. We don't know how the exact details, but I think we can agree that Crocodile's intentions are, I'm using Buggy and or Mihawk, because I want the yeah. on. I want the ancient weapons, I want to rule the underworld or the world, because we, we already knew his story from Arabasa, right? He's got big ambitions. Um. We don't know Mihawks. We don't know exactly. I was going to say, I'm curious, because I, I, we speculate that they probably joined together as mutual protection. We don't yeah. even know if Mihawk was a pirate. We've never seen a crew. We've never heard of anything that he's ever done. We don't know if he had a bounty. Was he we a bounty hunter? We don't, don't know. know. Why In that case, same. like, why would he join Crosskill? This, yeah. this is kind of making me think that he does have a bounty, or did, that was frozen. And I'm very yeah. curious to hear what it is, if he did. It Especially why he has the same eyes as the great Eam, or some say Emu, and Zunisha. It's, I don't know if it's an artist's yeah, choice. I, I think there's still a reveal, a big reveal behind Mihawk as well as Shanks. I think they both got something up their sleeve. God, man, everything is slowly coming together. <laughs> everything this is final saga, man. I'm so ready for it. Final saga better not be 100 chapters, because I feel like that's too uh, little. Don't, don't, even, don't even say that. <laughs> I mean... Yeah. In an interview, Oda said he wants to try and do it in three years, and it's like, if he doesn't take breaks, that's like, what, 150-ish chapters? Uh, he needs breaks. He needs breaks. He, he also said that, man, I've said it so many times now that nothing I say even matters, right? That's true, So he's too. like, so, eh, three years, maybe, but I, I'm thinking five, at least. I'm five years? Hopefully. Because that would be that, roughly yeah. 200 chapters, right? That's what I'm thinking, too. Or 150, even? I, I think he can do it. In that. I'd say I'd say at least two hundred chapters if none of the That's arcs have the same like. length as Wano. Don't make I any would... more Wano length. Uh, yeah, I, at the longest Alabasta length arcs, as I said before. Yeah, fifty for the finale, Going right? Forward. Good yeah. fifty, maybe sixty for the finale. That could work. Um, well, since we're talking about the warlords or the former warlords, I guess we can talk about that real quick. Or do you want to say that for the end? We should have at the end, right? The world of government stuff. The rest of it, because we are not with Wano just yet. Yeah, we're almost to the end of Wano. Let's talk about the festival. And well, real yeah. quick, Luffy v Kaido. How do you feel about it? Better than you like Luffy versus Katakuri is your favorite fight so far, right? Uh, definitely my favorite in terms of choreography. Absolutely. Yeah. I um, in terms of like the emotional way, it was definitely good. Uh, because because Kaido was obviously like this brutal tyrant that was keeping the people of Wano hungry and starving, and w Luffy saw that firsthand of the effects of it. We saw, you know, us, the readers, we saw this beautiful country being drained of its beauty and nature from the factories that Orochi and Kaido were putting out. Um, the fact that Kaido, also we got a little bit of his backstory. It's very brief, very quick so far. Whereas it's like, yeah, this dude just wants to fight. He believes might is right. He's a very simple-minded person. 
But at the same time, that makes him a very scary character because he's just like, hey, you beat me in a fight, then you're right. But at the same time, if it's like emotional weight behind it, uh, not the best. But choreography wise, yes, it should have been a little shorter. But the fights, the panels that we got were so fantastic. Joy Boy did not disappoint whatsoever. Um, Gear Fifth is here to stay. I can't wait to see more of that in the future. We still don't know the extent. I, I agree with that, like, pretty much completely. Yeah, we don't know the full extent of Joy Boy as well, of, like, what are the cons to it? Like, I think it's just shown that just, like, Gear 2 and 3 when he first got it, or Gear 4 now. Honestly, I don't think stamina. the cons are really going to come into play, if I'm being dead honest. I hope they do, because I like the idea that Gear maybe 5 like can only activate when he's on Death's Door. But I, oh, maybe in a fight, like, with Blackbeard, maybe. Maybe. Because We'll see. Yeah, maybe. I could be, I'm probably wrong. Also. Someone had a someone on. I can't take credit for this theory, but someone had a really good theory that the colors in the manga panel between Luffy's Joy Boy and Blackbeard's uh, transformation, like his, <laughs> all black and all white, yeah, yeah. all white, yeah, cool. it's gonna be a yin yang. It, it'll look very good in manga, which is always you know black, white, gray. It'll look really fucking good. It'll be very clear whose power is you know uh, conquering or winning or vice versa, and that could be really good too. And that's another thing too, Blackbeard. <laughs> what about him? Because <laughs> one of the little things, we still don't know where the fuck he is, man. He read the newspaper very early yeah, on. I, the I last know. thing we heard from him, what was he is, doing again? He said, hey, let's pick up our stuff and head he out, Just guys. going somewhere. Yeah, he didn't say where he was going. Okay. He said he was going somewhere. So he is on the move. Still no word. He's on the move. If the still no word on that. Yeah, I think it's implied because they got the news that Navy, the Navy was moving into Wano. And Blackbeard said, if the Navy's only going to take it, I might as well claim the prize. And I'm guessing he's referring to the Red Poneglyph, right? Mm -hmm. But that, that would make sense. 10, as of 1056, we still haven't seen him. We saw uh, some other people, but we haven't seen him yet. <laughs> um, God, we keep jumping around, but there's just so uh, much I guess shit. We should, did we talk about the, the cover stories that's still ongoing? Right. So we're still at Whole Cake Island. Kind of forgot um, about that completely the last couple episodes. <laughs> yeah, the, the Power Rangers, the Nazi Power Rangers, um, you know, Sanji's brothers and sisters, um, they're still trying to escape Whole Cake Island. I think it's all four of them, right? They're all together? I think they are now, yeah. Originally, Ishiji and Niji had gotten captured, and then they were rescued by, of course, Reiju and Yonji, right? And now they're, they're yeah. mid-escape currently, so we'll see how that wraps up. And then as of 1056, they were under attack by, uh, I don't know their names. The, the, I, be the I believe a force led by Oven. Oven and, and, and crew, no oven and uh the guy that Luffy fought in Hulk Island, Cracker, Cra no 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 the last guy. Oh, it's Katakuri. Was it Katakuri? Really? Wow, man, I yeah. totally. I was way Katakuri. too excited to get to the chapter. I totally like didn't even see Katakuri. This is the problem with not knowing names. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> um, if if you knew the food, it'd be hard to forget. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Katakuri and oh, yeah. Katakuri. Yes, the latest in the cover, the pre-chapters is Katakuri and Oven attacking the four, and I'm just like, that's Katakuri. Is he still hurt? <laughs> <Is he laughs> I hope cover? so. For their, I mean, <laughs> if you want sake. them to win, you should hope he is. Yeah, that's what they too. Is that? Escape. Yeah, because I honestly don't really give a shit if they do. To be totally yeah. honest, even though I know that they will, or I assume they will. Yeah, at the very least, the sister, because she's the only kind one of the. I, yeah, I do is want like, her to escape. For, I don't want her. To have yeah, bad stuff happen. The brothers, they can eat shit for all I care. I don't give a shit. <laughs> exactly, eat shit. <laughs> they don't give a shit. You, ha you have not been redeemed to me in any way. No, you have not. Like, if Oda were to decide to be like, oh, the Germa 6-6 Empire kingdom collapsed, and I'll be like, eh. 
<laughs> yeah, if they had a Pompeii-like event off-screen, I'd be okay with it. Yeah, I'm but, yeah. kidding. Or another event. Oh, God, we keep sidestepping so much. <laughs> we keep sidestepping. <laughs> okay, I wanted to address that, but now continuing yeah. on. Uh, so we finished Wano. Luffy Kaido, and then we get the festival. Yay! We get the festival. Right. <laughs> we have. I I want to address as everyone's celebrating. Oh wait, no, hang on. We have to address what I liked because we set up early on for the er, the beginning of Act Three as we talked about Kazuki Odin the Magnificent, right? Any historical figures always given like these wonderful titles, right? As you would remember them as to give them like. Mm the prestige, right, of what they accomplished in their lifetime. Obviously, it's critical, obviously, because usually if they're magnificent for one culture, they're probably horrible for another. However, when a certain culture, culture gives a someone the title as the great, it's only reserved for, like, the very, very few that even if you're, like, dumb American public education system, you know who the greats are, right? You know Alexander the Great, you know for Alexander, example, right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. They stick out. Because they have apparently have done so much in history that even our crappy education system will talk to us about it at some point. And at this point, Kazuki Momonosuke shows up to Wano, right? And he has like the whole introduction, right? He's got the smoke covering his entrance to see his adult form finally. The red scabbards are leading the way to help everyone of Wano. It was pretty high. He's telling everyone Kaido's defeated. Yeah, Kaido's defeated. I'm and not the rightful heir is returned. I yeah, I'm not. I have the strength as him, but I'm not him whatsoever. I am the son of Odin, and I will lead you back to recovery, to peace, and bring you know Wano back to you know our former beauty, right? To how things were before the factories came. And there was like this piece of text that Oda threw in there that looked like it was a historian writing it. Oh, God, hang on, I'm trying to find it right now. Stop for time. <laughs> Which part are you looking for? Uh, I was saying stall for time, so I'm trying to find the text right now. Here it is, I found it. Um, where it was like the final page of that chapter when Momonosuke like draws a sword and goes, "I will be your leader, and I will, you know, I will make sure everyone eats, everyone drinks. You will no longer be under the cruel, cruel leadership of Kaido and Orochi. I am here to bring everyone back to." Oh safety, yeah, right? uh, I believe that's chapter 1051, literally titled "Kozuki Momonosuke Shogun of Wano," right? <laughs> yeah, but I love the text that we get. Blessed with the great dedication and mercy. Oh, dude, yeah, he's like, I think he says, like, every evil that, like, plagues this land. You know, he's really, like, getting into it. Yeah, he's getting into it. I'm not talking about It's his... honestly so, like, ridiculous that an eight-year-old could give this speech, but... One yeah, but but either way, I'm... I he has imagine... been through some shit, and that matures he's been, you. He's been through some shit. Um, also, he's not fully matured yet. The next chapter reminds us of that. But, um... I like to imagine, like, the, the main menu music for Civilization VI playing. It's a PC game where it's called, like, the Dreams of Flight going on, where it's, like, very dramatic and very emotional while he's giving his speech. But then you get, like, the I'm sure final... you'll hear some lady vocalizing in the background, some, you know, some oozing Oh, you, oh the choir is in this song. Feel. Don't worry, there's choir in this. <laughs> it's, it's very low, it's very emotional. It feels it fills you with optimism and hope, right? Again, the song is called The Dream of Flight. It's a beautiful song. Anyway, the, t the last text we get, though, is not from Momonosuke. It's, like, a historian talking about this piece, right? Tying back to what I mentioned about the great. Blessed with great dedication and mercy and a level of strength that can be forgiven, implying, you know, Kaido's dragon power, right? This is the birth of the man who would later be known around the world as the great shogun of Wano. And I'm like, wow, Kazuki Momonosuke the great. There you go. Even greater than his father. So even if we don't see Momonosuke much... Right out the much, gate, apparently. Uh, yeah. I guess so they said it happened, could happen later. That's true. 
That's what, yeah, that's why I'm saying like, it's like a historian writing about yeah, this Yeah, it was like a, a narration box. Yeah, so that's why I like to imagine where it's like, we don't, we don't see the results immediately, obviously, because it's, we're still focusing on the Straw Hats, we're still focusing on the journey to One Piece, but if you want a side story, right, about Wano recovering from this, right, from this disaster that they went through for the last 20 years, Momonosuke truly does the impossible and reverts Wano back to its former glory, to its peaceful ways. And he's deserved the title The Great. So he manages to outperform his father, despite the fact his father was a fucking Giga Chad. <laughs> and, I'm, <laughs> and I'm kind of happy for Momonosuke because he went through so much for being that little shitbird with the horrible haircut. And now here he is, you know, able to save Wano from the destruction of Onogashima. He was able to put up a fight somewhat against Kaido, even though he was still struggling. He also repels a later admiral, a Greenhorn, a Green Bull. That shows up, you know, much hype from the reverie. And those are like the pieces that we see. But obviously he probably deserves that title because like they say, dedication, right, to the recovery of the whole country. Mercy, probably to like the beast pirates are still around, right? Or to criminals, like similar to Odin, right? Because Odin was the same way. He showed mercy to the people that he fought by saying, hey, be my servant, be my crew member, right? Serve me and my daimyo, my shogun, and I'll give you a status of wealth and power, right? Mm-hmm. Just change your ways. That could be the and mercy. Part. It was nice to see also that Momonosuke is not getting all the love here. It was nice to see, like, as you see, uh, the people around Wano are kind of talking and the new school lessons, learning the truth. They also a little bit right. of love for Denjiro out there. Yeah, absolutely. They're making sure the education system was up to date, right? Because before, I think we glossed over this, but you saw, we saw the panel of like the kids being taught of like how the horrible, the, the horrible, the horrible and horrific. I combine those two words of Kazuki Odin, the traitor of Wano, and how Orochi saved us from opening the borders. I mean, it's like, wow, that's fucking propaganda 101. Holy shit. And then in this case, now it's like, yeah, they revamped the teachers. They even, like, show the little picture, the bubble, like, the old teacher. She looked like a snake in that little, like, double, like, where's the old teacher? And it's like, eh, she's gone now. I'm going to teach you that we're going to revamp our history. But, of course, I loved it because the kids were just like, history again? Motherfucker, I hate history. <laughs> And I'm just like the one kid in the back. I'm going like, I love history, though. <laughs> I get more listens. But it's fine. It's fine. Um, and we finally got to see Momo get his comeuppance in this wrap-up as well. <laughs> when he tried once again to, like, jump into Nami's arms. Yeah, that, that's that's what I was referring to. Yeah, like, he's not fully matured yet, right? Like, he looks the part, right? Even Yamato makes a joke where he puts the plate on his head <laughs> to, make it look, to flatten his hair to look like Odin a little bit more. Yeah. And then and then Momonosuke is just like, oh, I'm so flabbergasted. Nami, protect me. And it looks a lot different when a 28-year-old is trying to grope <laughs> instead of an eight-year-old and then Nami obviously punches them away going get the fuck off me and then obviously Sanji and Brooke are really happy about this going like yeah it sucks to be an adult doesn't it <laughs> take that you little shit yeah you little perverted empty motherfucker <laughs> and I, I admit that was a little funny but uh yeah Momo Momo is still Momo at heart but the tragedy of it is he's still an eight-year-old given the the task of the impossible to recover the nation from this horrible status but he does it because the narrator tells us it would have been better to see it, but I also understand completely. This is not the story of Wano's recovery. This is the story of the Straw Hats finding the One Piece. So it's nice that we got that confirmation, right? That confirmation narrative bubble where, or the boxes. It'd be like, mm-hmm. don't worry, Momonosuke does a good job. And I'm like, that's awesome. That's great to do. Yeah. So that gave me a lot of comfort uh, seeing that. Because after spending such a long time in Wano, it really sucked to find out later on. Wano never fully recovered. They kind of... Uh, they kind of... <laughs> right. uh, 
they kind of went the Imperial Japan route. That kind of, ooh, that part of history, ooh. It turns out that the Kaido was there for so long, no one remembered how to farm. They couldn't get crops going. <laughs> Momo looked at the weapons factories and he's like, yo, this is, this is kind of cool, actually. Kind of nice. Saw so how much nice. money Hiroshi was bringing in, decided he wanted to keep things pretty much yeah, the same. Yeah, <laughs> let's get the war economy going, just like Cole's full Metal Gear villain. <laughs> Imperial Japan, let's get the Navy out going. Yeah, I'm just like, ooh. Right, so yeah, it's definitely nice to know that things go well for Wano and Momo. Yeah. Also a little uh, tidbit here. Uh, a little tidbit that also significant. Momonosuke decides very early on he's not going to open the borders. At least not right away. Because that was, again, the whole goal of the alliance, right? The whole dream of Odin. Open the borders. Open the borders. And Momo's actually the first thing he decides. Zunisha's still there. Like, this is right after Kaido's defeated. Momo talks to Zunisha and just goes, I've decided I'm not going to open the borders just yet. We don't know why he decided that. But ultimately, it looks like it was the incredibly uh, correct decision. Because we're well, reminded later we, on. We know. Yeah, we, now we know. And for all we know, as for future chapters come out, it might be reinforced of why this is a good decision. Again, I don't know why he decided it. He never really explains it. No, but either I think way. we do. I think he learned what we learned in Odin's logbook. Oh, that's right. Yamato told everything like, to him. Yeah, we know. I think he did as well. And he, right. so he, he knows probably something that we don't know, such as what they're supposed to do. Right, okay. Here it comes. Pluton is. In Wano, underneath Wano, like in the yeah, water. Yeah, we got the yeah, we got that major reveal because like I guess ever... beneath the falls, right, that lead up like beneath there somewhere. There's like a little pocket kind of thing. It's a like a big pocket. bowl. Wano's a big bowl, <laughs> and yeah. it's full of water. It's at unnatural. the bottom of the water is Pluton, the... and and uh, just above Pluton is Wano. No, 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 yeah, not, and, like, not the Wano. cereal floating at the top of the bowl is Wano. Yeah, like, yeah, I was the islands. Yeah, not not the Wano you're thinking of. Not the Wano that we know with the nice, the beautiful, like, the moon crescent uh, tree trunk over the palace. No, 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 no. Ancient Wano. Underwater. Is that the rainwater. bottom of the bowl? <laughs> yeah. Within the mountain. It looks like within the mountain. It's actually in the bowl that you said. Because, as they mentioned before in Wano, the reason why Wano is almost impossible to get to is because of the water and the natural geography. But whenever we get that picture, it's like, yeah, because remember, Big Mom had to literally go up a waterfall, right, to get access to Wano. You have to get some insane navigator or some insane shit technology to get in there, right, or luck, or access, right? There's a little route you can go through. I think there's like a hole in one of the waterfalls. There's an elevator that they made, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That Apu used. And it's hidden, yeah. Um, But within that bowl, it's not ocean water, it's rainwater. So it's not... Uh, so that way things aren't deteriorating within. That's why there's a lot of uh, like clear water. You can see life underneath there. And you just see like almost a copy paste of like ancient uh, Japan. Like, because obviously like, Wano, the current Wano is, you know, classic Japan, feudal Japan, obviously. But you're looking at Wano, ancient Wano. It's like, that looks like even older. Like the buildings are smaller. Yeah. Everything looks, you don't have like the huge fancy palace. And like, but that looks like the palace, like their version anyway. And it's like, yeah, this is old stuff. By the way, after while all this info dump is happening to Robin and Law, they're being told this by the former shogun. Uh, what's his name? Fuck. <laughs> uh, Sukiyaki? I have it in my notes. Oh, it's, it's Sukiyaki. Uh, Sukiyaki, yeah. And he ends up being Mr. Tengu the whole time. The guy with the mask who saved or assisted Luffy very, very beginning of Wano with Otama, the swordsmith, right? 
turns out that was the former Shogun the whole time. We get that tidbit that he was locked in that room with the Poneglyph for like the like a good chunk of his life to let Orochi get the power. Right, that was part of his good attempt. He just locked him in there. <laughs> he didn't kill him. No, he just locked him in there. Um, and with the Poneglyph, and then with all that history, uh, Robin also confirms because I don't think we actually ever knew exactly what the Poneglyph back in Arabasta said, but now we get the reveal. Right, where Robin said Arabasta said that Pluton was here in Wano. Is that correct? And, and also, goes, real quick, yeah. we're talking about Sukiyaki. I think that reveal was kind of brilliant because a lot of people have figured it out already, which I'd seen this theory and I was also pretty convinced. Yeah. So I think it was really funny for Oda to be like, yeah, pretty much everyone had figured it out. And then <laughs> yeah, Kinemon exactly. to be like, oh my God, what a shock. You know, yeah. like that, with his face and everything. That yeah, really fucking, made me laugh. Yeah, everyone. Everyone always getting credit to Kinemon for being two steps ahead of everyone, but in reality, he's, like, worse than King from One Punch Man, where he's just like, I had no fucking clue. What the hell? <laughs> that, that's had, one of the best running jokes. That is. Everyone thinks Kinemon is brilliant, but in reality, he's he's just figuring it out on the fly, dude. <laughs> he's just trying his best. Oh, we mentioned... Okay, I know we talked about casualties. How is Kinemon not dead? I'm sorry, but... Kinemon's death would have been tragic. It would have been yeah. the what emotion made like the emotional. And he took a couple of like death blows. It seems was it what three or four in Act yeah. Three alone, where he was knocked upside the head by Kaido directly by the club. He was also impaled in the shot where it looks like it's it's just black and white, so you just see the shadows and you see the sword impale him. But then you have the but Oda decided. Oh, by the way, Law's power is still active on. Kinemon, so he is split up again, and I'm just like, eh, that felt a little that felt a little ham-fisted. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, you could say, well, they never confirmed that he was completely normal during Punk Hazard. I'm just like, no, they kind of implied that. <laughs> I think, I don't know, I, I, I wasn't sold on it, but again, it's, it's a shonen series. It's really hard to kill off popular characters. Yeah. And, unless you're Ace. <laughs> from Marine <laughs> I used to look back when I made that horrible um that wrong guess of like Ace will not die. But I'm looking at moments like this and I go, that's why I thought Ace wouldn't die at Marine Four because people Yeah, it's don't fair. That's die. what kind of what everyone thought. That's kinda of, like, kinda of why Marine Four had shocked so many. Yeah, like, that's why <laughs> that's why people wouldn't think you would die here. But yeah, it didn't fucking happen again. But at least Kinemon's a likable character, so I understand why he couldn't kill him off. But I'm also just like Again, you want to make it a very hard-earned, like, tragic but successful attack on Kaido and to liberate Wano. The fact that the only two people to die were done kind of unceremoniously, and they're also, you know, just done a little quickly, brushed under the rug. It didn't feel like there was a lot of impact. It was more like just, okay, these are the two scabbards that aren't very popular it, it with the just, fans. At the end, it seems like a checkbox. Like, and now, and Izu exactly. died in the fight, and Ashura Doji died in the fight. Yeah, therefore, I can say I killed off some people, see? And it's like, eh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't really, I didn't really feel it. I didn't really feel the moment. Like, Kinemon dying, if he were to die, right? And then Momonosuke finding out, but then him still taking the mantle to, you know, recover Wano, it, it couldn't be for nothing kind of thing. That'd be, like, such an emotional, like, wrap-up and... of, like, Sorry to interrupt you, but plus yeah. I think that would have been better because it would have made more sense for uh, Inu and Neko to then want to stay in Wano to help look after Momonosuke if Kinemon is no longer there. Exactly. Because that but... didn't really make much sense to me, if I'm being totally honest. Mm -hmm. Like, you've been gone for how long? 
And you thought Wano was fine, but now you're yeah. going? There's I mean, I get the... that you didn't have a chance against Kaido, but like you didn't really seem to give a shit then. And then now, 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 now that it's all good, like, oh, sweet, we can finally come back to Wano. <laughs> Let's yeah. go. Oh, that yeah, seems a little weird for you. to me, you yeah. know? Yeah. But either way, it's again, it's not because I dislike the character of Kinemon at all. Like, no, again, good storytelling is if you find a way to kill off a character that everyone loves, but still hits you so hard because you did it at the right time organically, people are going to remember that moment as like such a huge moment in your storytelling. But at the same time, you kind of do these fake death blows over and over again. It's like when we get a death blow, we're not going to be convinced until like, like literally this episode of the podcast where we go, Hawkins could be dead. Eh, I'm not convinced. Kaido could be dead. Eh, I'm not, I'm not convinced. Yeah. <laughs> Big one could be dead. Eh, I'm not convinced. Right. Until yeah. we get like this confirmation by all these characters we trust. And even then, because it's a shonen series with like some mystical powers and supernatural events in the background, a character could literally be dead like Luffy. And then, Gear 5, Joy Boy, shocks him back to life. I'm just like, uh, okay. <laughs> In that case, that's main character plot armor, but you know what I mean. Um, but yeah, so all this reveals going on that the Pluton is underneath ancient Wano, which is beneath all the water that Wano is on. And we find out Wano is actually on top of what was supposed to be, like, literally Mount Fuji. Like, he voted and changed the yeah. name. It's Mount Fuji. Um, and that's also on some makeshift land. Because it also confirms what we theorize about Pluton being like this weapon that can create, right? Because the, the the god Pluto or Pluton is after the god of the underworld, which is also the god of mineral wealth, right? Which could mean earth. It could mean resources. And in this case, this chapter literally reveals that, hey, those waterfalls, that's from Pluton. Those are our natural barriers. And you know the land the mountaintops that the, the current Wano districts are on, that's also a land. Because you can see the picture, right? Of like the mountaintop right. being more slanted. And then the after image where the water is much higher, it shows it being more flat for the island to be on. And it's like, yeah, that confirms Pluton does create. So that confirmed that uh, connection. The interesting part, though, is Sukiyaki warns Robin and Law. And again, confirming that Momonosuke was correct to not open the borders just yet but also adds another question later on is if you free or his words were unleash Pluton, then everything is going to change. Almost implying that Pluton is alive and almost like chaotic, almost like there needs to be like some control. I, like I'm a, getting the impression the way that it's been phrased, like to open the borders of Wano, that the topography of the whole Island is literally going to change when that Pluton is a, like take it oh, out or the people the people who are currently living at current day Wano, they're gonna be stranded. <laughs> they'll be on yeah, a cliff I think side. they're gonna have to move back to the bottom. <laughs> but not only that, but it also Rebuild. opens up the island for the navy who are currently still. Yeah, because then you'll be able to sail right in and it'll probably it'll probably look really cool. It'll probably have like four like big walls around it, but not closed off, right? Open. You know what I, mean? uh, I don't know. Really I can't I don't we'll see. When we see the Pluton unleashed and the walls crumble and the borders being opened, I, we better not see giants. Sorry, that's a, that's a, that's a reference to another series. Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> I think we already spoiled that before, actually. I think the maybe, but thing. even... Hey, I did say the name of the series. <laughs> oh, yeah. Totally wink, wink, nudge, yeah, nudge. Completely masqueraded there. Couldn't tell at all. Uh, oh, absolutely. But either way, 
right it shows that it also reminded me too that oh actually the 1050 text reminded this of this too is remember there are also blueprints though for pluton so i think that clarifying yeah that that pluton existing exist uh, existing already in wano does tell me i think that was one of the theories we had where the, the blueprint device was like some kind of control right something to limit the creativity or like give you more precise control like what you want to do with it uh-huh. rather than the actual weapon itself because i think my main theory was it was like a big battleship or a big machine that can create right but in this case it seems like by the words of sukiyaki when you unleash it on the world it seems like it's a person just like poseidon right and possibly like uranus because we also think because if people mm. still think uh momonosuke might be uranus um mm, because his, i'm not convinced it, yet yeah it's a th- it's a theory but um because again he can just communicate with the the great ones right i wanted to throw that out there real quick that almost just i don't know it almost seems like shanks can do that in some way it seemed like he was sending a message as a hockey ability right almost yeah which real quick, let's talk about let's just talk about that after this festival goes down <laughs> and we learn all this while they're underground what's happening above ground out Party. of nowhere well not really out of nowhere i guess prompted by the defeat of kaido Green Bull shows up to be like, yo. Yo, I'm in the series too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was introduced back at the Reverie. And like this place is now government territory. Like that's yeah. what it is. Also, this guy is a full fucking racist. <laughs> yeah, he's a huge <laughs> asshole. Oh, absolutely. Like, first off, incredibly cool power. It's like poison ivy from Batman, but completely on steroids. Where it shoots out vines, roots, right? Full on like grass type from Pokemon, but like of all the stats were like above 600 700 turns himself into like a tree to give himself defense if you manage to shred him or completely burn him if a piece of a sprout lives on he's like cell from dragon ball where he just grows back up regens. immediately yeah regens immediately and also with his vines if he penetrates and pierces you he can suck the water and life out of you kind of like crocodile with the sand but literally takes it from you and like oh that's that's a really good power. I feel yeah. like this power has the potential to get even more out of hand. Oh, absolutely. Like, if he, if he, Oda wants to get too crazy, we could have like another address rosa. What's the, the, the string fruit? Because oh, the it's yeah, not the, the a plant cage. fruit; it's a forest fruit. Which there's yeah. a lot of implications potentially there. All this wildlife and trees of vines, and I can keep because because uh, the red scabbards they were the first to try and address the green bull. And they were like, well, man, these vines are growing faster than we can cut them. And it's like, oh, so yeah, you can literally do a birdcage attack. Where yeah, you so can just... he gets confronted by all the scabbards and is basically like 1v, what, fiving them now that's left? 1v6ing and... them, I think, because Kinemon's not there. Right. Well, there wouldn't uh, even be seven remaining because of the deaths. I was just trying to... Well, yeah, regardless. He's fighting yeah. them, winning. <laughs> winning. And, and Momonosuke <laughs> is also shows up, or he's there. Yamato shows up, too, actually. Right, and then Yamato's the turning point, I think. Like yeah, Momonosuke shows up after Yamato, and then Momonosuke goes, no, I don't want you to interfere with this fight, in a, like, in a sense of honor, right? Because he's like, you've done so much for us and Wano, but now I'm the Shogun, and I have to prove myself here that I'm willing to be the strong leader that can defend us from, you know, a- invaders from abroad. He's having a hard time, and I'm also going like, I know this is honorable, Momonosuke, but it's not just, it's not a sign of weakness to turn away allies. So I, I'm getting like politically. Yeah. I'm like, I what's interesting to this. me, like in this interaction, is a Green Bull kind of going like, "Wait, that's another dragon fruit? Like, what the hell?" 
So I'm yeah, really curious to see how dragon? The, the reveal <laughs> that that dragon fruit was not a failure, probably, when it gets back yeah. to the government, what that's going to mean. Oh, there's actually something else that was implied like, from... Does that mean there's going to be more replicas of that? Like, holy shit, like, it worked. You know, let's pump out some more, or et cetera. You oh, know, I don't oh, know. Yeah, Oda's excuse to bring in more dragons, because, hey, that dragon was really cool. But you know what we need? We need a third dragon. <laughs> we need a third copy. Or a and copy of this... another devil fruit, potentially, or just, you know? Yeah. If, like, if the devil fruit technology, let's say, like, copying it was perfected and they just didn't know, that could have huge implications. Right, regulated by the world government, by Vegapunk from within. And because, you know, Caesar Clown thought he was hot shit, but in reality, Vegapunk did already did it years ago, but much safer and more efficient. <laughs> and uh, just as another insult to Clown, right? Because Clown just thinks that, oh, he's, I'm so great and Vegapunk is so stupid. But right. in reality, Vegapunk did it like perfected like years ago. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? <laughs> Remember all the Navy guys from Eni's lobby that all had uh, powers? It could be that. I don't know. They look to be cloned fruit. But, um, oh, there's something else I was implied from Momonosuke's uh, uh, reasoning when he was trying to tell Yamato like, not to interfere with the fight. He, ref- he considered Yamato as part of the Straw Hats at that point because he's just like, I don't, I'm t- I don't want you guys helping me anymore. You've done more than enough to assist the country, but we have to stick up for ourselves right now, right? So that was an implication that Momonosuke, from, at least from Momonosuke's perspective, that Yamato is already a Straw Hat. Um, and the cool thing, too, is that Momonosuke was actually able to because he's been struggling the whole time to get Kaido's powers to work. That's why, like, he uh, had to try to master the to, the clouds just enough to lower Onigashima from the sky. I back personally, to the I thought he was gonna like go into a hybrid form, or you know, I thought that would have been that cool. would have been pretty cool. Seeing like a yeah, like an adult Momonosuke, but dragon uh, hybrid, he, maybe a future. I don't know. But um, oh yeah, he got. I said before the end of series for sure. Get get one more all the yeah all the heroes and allies together for that one final clash where whatever. And if Yamato be. doesn't say who's going to teach him to use a club, so he freaks someone out and they think he's Kaido. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a nice little tidbit there. Um, but yeah, he gets blast breath to finally fucking work, and it's a um. Oh, by the way, yeah, Greenbow. We mentioned he's a huge fucking racist, but <laughs> and he was so full of shit too because he's like. Uh, by the way, when you read his text, he's like a complete fucking fascist, right? He's talking about like how Wano is inferior. Anything that's outside of jurisdiction, you're like you're like such a subspecies. You're not real. If I kill you all, no one's gonna care. I'm like you're not protected <sighs> by the law that governs you as humans. Man, Re- Greenbull, you're sounding like 1880s England right now. Hmm, <laughs> you're sounding like awfully like Nazi sounding, Germany almost, dude. Yeah, awfully imperialist. You sound like you really deserve that I mean, honestly, promotion. how far off from the rest of the world government is he really? Not really. That's probably why he, that's also probably why he got the promotion. I mean, he's an admiral. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. Like, not just for his power, but also because he he aligned ideologically with what the status quo wants. And he's just louder about it. But yeah, but, so, so Momo puts up a pretty good show here. Yeah, but he does. he's he, not the ultimate deterrent that no, he's not. readable off. Nope. Because... Fucking, <laughs> it's motherfucking Shanks. Shanks is here with the red-haired pirates, and they're excited because they're happy. They get the news that Luffy defeated Kaido and Big Mom, right? And they're like, now "Oh Yoko. hell yeah!" And it's heavily, yeah. And Yasop's there too, going like, "Oh shit, I'm not ready to meet my son." <laughs> <laughs> Bro, yeah, I, I made the joke in the Discord that Yasop has. I can't go see my son yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like father, like son. Oh man. But the weirdest thing, t- but the, the the craziest thing, too, is that it's implied that basically Shanks was here because he was almost there to go there and be like, yeah, you deserve- you are a worthy pirate now kind of thing, right? To get that 
final send-off where Luffy hands off the Straw Hat back to Shanks, right? That's the promise that he made, right? Once you're a great pirate. But ultimately, even when you're looking at the poster, he still goes, he finds an excuse, right? Goes, eh, let's not, let's not get off the ship. Like, we're in Wano, but eh, let's not get off the ship. And the crew goes, why? We're here. Don't you want to meet Luffy? And he's like, yeah, we got some shit to deal with. You remember the, Do you remember the pre-chapters 200, 300 chapters ago with that punk Bartolomeo? Like, just destroying our flags and putting up a, that shitty straw hat flag. In which, the which also, let's, let's contextualize this again. He stops Green Bull from miles away with his right. hockey pressure. And he's like, fuck around. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> what are you? Out. Right. Because, yeah, because the Green Bull, he's about to go into phase two, right? He's about to get serious against Momonosuke. Because Momonosuke does the blast breath. He melts him, right? Burns him. But the sprout shows up. He does the full perfect cell thing. But, like, as you point out, Shanks is there, and all he does is just uh, Supreme King hockey, right? Is and that the cocky? I'm going to say, it actually seems to be hurting Green Bull. Like, it's an it attack. It actively does, yes. It is an, usually... He's like, oh, what? Like, he's like, wait, stop. He's getting hit from, like, yeah. a mile or two away, probably, with Shanks' hockey. <laughs> yeah, because be- because before in the past, the Supreme uh, Supreme King hockey, right? That's what it's called? Yeah. Yeah, so in the past, it was always either it's powerful enough that you knock out the weak drones and they just start foaming at the mouth, or the other people who are strong enough, they feel it, but they don't get knocked out, right? That's usually the implication. There's like a huge gap there. In this case, like you point out, it's so powerful that even those who can feel it are getting hurt by it. But it's direct because only Green Bull is feeling the pain. It's not Momonosuke and Yamato. It's Green Bull, right? And he's going, holy shit. And he's dropping his powers, too. Like, he's no longer in that full, like, tree form where he's covered in bark and vines. It's drops. He's back in human form. And he's going, what the fuck is this? Like, he's holding onto his forehead going, holy shit. What is Is that Shanks? <laughs> What's yeah. he doing here? And all Shanks it, does. It may even imply that Shanks' hockey is canceling the devil fruit, the Supreme King hockey. I don't know. Or at the very least, it's say. so powerful, it's destroying his focus, right? Yeah. It's, it's Either way, this powerful. is like the craziest thing I think that's been done, which is insane yeah. considering all the crap we just saw. <laughs> yeah, where he's so powerful that he just has to Supreme King Hockey, an admiral of the world government, to deter him. Hot damn. No wonder that one-armed emperor. Yeah, and what was interesting as well is that there was some almost form of communication as well, where Green Bull understood that it was shanks so maybe yeah. i don't know maybe it's a special ability of shanks it's unique I, I don't know yeah where he can telepathically communicate like in like zunisha and or maybe the, the long range hockey attack is a unique thing you know i don't know maybe well actually actually yeah that's true because Greenbull reacts like to the hockey but i don't think he reacts directly to what shanks says because shanks just says you know are you so scared of the new generation and then Greenbull just goes, whoa, 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 hang on. Okay, I'll just leave. I'll just leave. But it's it's before that that he goes, red-haired pirates? He's like, Yeah, he, right? he felt it, yeah. yeah. yeah I don't, so yeah. I don't know. It's hard to say for sure, but. It could be both. Yeah, it could be both, where he felt it and knew it was Shanks, but then he could also hear him because Shanks had that same power Zunisha had, probably. So it could be both. But either way. And Luffy also, on some level, understood that it was Shanks doing it. Absolutely, he felt yeah. it, and he goes, hmm, that made me think of, you know, someone that I used to know. Oh, yeah, and he had the warm smile. He knew who he was. I think he, yeah, Luffy, he was like, yeah, Luffy hmm, absolutely knew. I know, like, he's close. Like, that's my while, boy. Yeah, while he's eating his food, absolutely. Um, but the part that we've been skating around was probably the biggest bombshell that Shanks drops, right? This is before his confrontation with Green Bull, before they actually take off, is the crew is, like, going, like, okay, I guess we're sailing away. We're going to go back to old territory, right? And then Shanks is looking at his second-in-command, Beck, right? The guy with the huge gun, right? The guy who, yeah, like... Yeah, Ben Beckman. 
I st- dude, I still remember the very first fucking chapter where he just schooled those <laughs> bandits so with his bad. gun. And not even shooting them. He just he used, a, like, a club. <laughs> just, like, that's all you need, man. <laughs> but I mean, he, he looks... Epic, what, top three smartest characters in One Piece? That, I remember that. You mentioned that, yeah. One of the smartest or strongest characters that we just haven't seen act or do anything. And he looks old, too. Like, he, his hair looks gray, right? Yeah, it, it I would, I would really appreciate if we get a moment that really showcases his intelligence. A little just, bit, yeah. Just one. That's all we need. Until then, though, Shanks grips the bombshell where he has, like, his honorable... Like, he's he's sharing a drink with somebody, right? It's, like, one of those traditional drinks. It's, like, the same cups that uh, Luffy, Ace, and Sabo had. Yeah. Those little... Uh, I don't know what they're going to have a special name. Yeah, little sake cups. Well, either way, Shanks looks like he was drinking to an occasion, right? Or probably to Luffy's victory, right? But he then gets up, looks to Beck, and goes, Say, Beck, I think it's time we made our move. Beck just looks at him like with those eyes of just like, oh, we're going to do it. And then you see Shanks say, let's claim the One Piece. You, you, can, you can just do that. You can just do that. <laughs> That's uh, okay. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> it almost makes you wonder. Like, is he prompted more by Luffy or Buggy? I think Luffy. I think Luffy. I think he sees Luffy as a as a direct like match of like, okay, if. But that's nothing too. Like, but why wait until now? Yeah, I just if, wonder if, if he, like maybe he feels a buggy. Maybe now has the resources to move on knowledge that they both have or share. Right, and he and he just wants to I don't troll. Know. Just he just wants to there. troll Buggy so hard and just get there before him and go, like, hey, what's up? <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> and that's the only reason why it stops Buggy from claiming the One Piece first. And then Luffy does it or some shit like that. I don't know, man. I'm still, it's still a mystery for me if Shanks is a full ally or not. Because I like to think that he's still like a rival, this, like a This chapter kid. kind of implied that he is. A little he, bit, I, right? It, yeah, yeah it, it seems that he's here to protect them and let them rest after the defeat. Like, he's there to prevent the government from interfering. But I also... But but obviously, he's not like the type of ally where he's like, hey, let's help Luffy get the One Piece. He's like, no, let's claim the One right, Piece Right, and then immediately after, now. he's like, all right, now I'm going to go <laughs> become fire. Yeah, so that's why I'm th- wondering, like, is it like some, like, some honorable thing where, he, like, you need to... Like, he wants to, like, have an adventure with another... Luffy, because the same way how Roger treated him, right, when he was with Roger, he wants to treat Luffy. Like, maybe Shanks will claim the One Piece, and then Luffy will be like, hey, how come I couldn't get to see it or some shit? And then the Shanks will be like, ah, later on you will. You're not ready yet, or some shit like that. I doubt it. I don't know. I don't think that's how it's going to go down. I Here's my interpretation of this, in, in yeah. a way. I, well, I mean, think, these plans, anyway. Yeah, he knows very well, like, Luffy wants to be the Pirate King. He knows and that I think Luffy he, got the fruit that he right, is and now he's like, okay, now he's ready for this final showdown. I think he wants to push Luffy a little further, so he's gonna actively announce, like, I am going for the One Piece to force Luffy to confront him, maybe, mm-hmm. or probably even like in a, like a, maybe a Davy backfight type of way, like an honorable pirate duel. But I think that's the intention, right? He's like, come on, let's go, it's time, me and you. It's also just show so me harder. how, show me you're a great pirate, you know? Yeah, exactly. The, the confrontation where, like, while, like, like while Zoro is, like, fighting Mihawk, for example. Yeah, so not, like, Shanks as a real villain, but I, I do think he's going to be coming pretty hard. Yeah. There's just so many pieces moving around right now with Blackbeard, with Buggy, with the world government, with the Revolution Army, which we'll get to in a minute, that I don't know how Oda's going to wrap this up in three years. That's why I'm, like, going, we need, it needs at least five in the oven. Like, don't, don't yeah. get it out. Don't make it raw. You need a bit longer in the oven so it's nice and crispy. <laughs> You're so close. To, you have all these pieces in place. Oda, like, just, I'm sorry. So close in one piece term. 
<laughs> it's still three to five years <laughs> yeah. away from completion. Like, don't don't rush it. Don't I hate throwing Horikoshi under the bus, but don't pull my hero. Don't don't rush it, please. Sorry, don't. Horikoshi. Sorry, Horikoshi. <laughs> I still love my hero, but it's got some flaws right now. Um, but yeah, like that adds the whole twist of like yeah. yeah so now I, I Shanks is in on the I know this on the is off topic. I will say I'm sorry. I will think I'll be able to look back at my hero fondly. Hopefully, when it's done, I can watch it all. Yeah, again, it just depends on that landing, right? How that that ending. Yeah, but yeah, it's just it's rushing right now. I we're just fearing like what, that Oda might feel like he wants to do the same because again, he but, said three years, but I'm thinking there's so many pieces though. I can't imagine how you can wrap up the Revolutionary Army, World Government, Blackbeard, Cross Guild, Shanks, yeah, the One Piece, Elbath, Before we rush Laugh to wrap up this episode, we also need to talk about some revolutionaries. Yeah. <laughs> In particular, uh, Savo, of course. Oh, who I think an episode or two ago, at the beginning, or no, three episodes ago, damn, so much in Act 3, when so at the very beginning of Wano, I made the comment that we were definitely going to wait to discuss the first few chapters of Act 3. Yeah, and there's another piece of news, too. Yeah, there's another piece of news, too, that doesn't relate to Saba or the revolutionaries. It's another piece of information. Um, yeah. So let's, let's the... talk about that. Okay. So, the Reverie had one major success if if you're one of the allies of the straw hats right like if you're like a part of fishman island right you the major success is they had a major vote on changing the infrastructure of how they handle the security and balance of the world which is if you're a member there's the three bodies of power that world government sees as what keeps order or at least stability in their eyes with the world is the world government itself there are the warlords that serve the world government to some extent and the emperors are amongst the Grand Line, right? They're the lawless region, if you would say. But you keep them in power because, hey, at least they keep the pirates in check there. However, the Reverie, all the leaders of the world, voted to disband that second body, the warlord body. Treat them like all the, like all the other pirates. They are way too untrustful. This came from Cobra himself, who was a victim of Crocodile, right? One of the warlords, and goes, no, he straight up tried to throw a coup, and turned my entire nation into a civil war, right? And this is coming from me, you know, a former celestial dragon family. I have a lot of say in this. And he was backed by the king of Dressrosa because he had to deal with Doflamingo, right? Another warlord of the sea. Right. So they had very strong arguments going like, hey, two out of the seven just try to throw coups on us or like had underground uh, organizations so influential and powerful, they straight up ruined the stability that the world government sees that it brings. So we, we motion to remove the warlords, and it passes. The, the reverie decides we're no longer going to keep the warlords of the sea, and we get the page or two of all the warlords being, or at least most of the warlords, being confronted by a good chunk of navy men. So that implies that, hey, the navy is really spread thin right now, because now they're trying to directly seize those territories the warlords were trusted to watch over previously. So we see... Um, Weevil, right? That's his name. The guy who thinks yeah, he's white yeah, beard son. Weevil. We see him, right? Not Broly. We see um, Mihawk being confronted by a bunch of ships and just going, "Ooh, what a thrill!" Right? We see Boa Hancock being confronted by Kobe, which, by the way, uh, not Kobe, like directly, but he's at her island. Yeah, which, by the way, I'm not convinced Kobe is going to see that that at all. Like, not I, because of. I, like, I don't think he could if he wanted to. That's yeah, how I exactly. Feel. Yeah, and I don't like, think they're going to fight though. Yeah, they've shown that, yeah, exactly. If Kobe were to actually fight Boa, I think it's very clear that he doesn't have the strength. Even if he had the numbers of, like, an additional, like, admiral helping him out, 
he it's not just boa it's the entirety yeah, of I don't, the I don't island think so it's the entirety of the amazons right it's the entirety of the wildlife there that serve boa and the amazons he's gonna need more people in that so what i think is what they try to remind us with drake and sword like that little faction within the marines is kobe is gonna go there not as a enemy to like you know seek to enforce the world government's new law but as a possible ally of like Yo, I think there's some shit going on in the world government. I'm not going to come here as an hostile. I'm going to ask for your help in some way. Like maybe Kobe's going to come come across as like some like some player in a chessboard game, right? Yeah, or they could just find common ground in their relation to Luffy in some way. Exactly right. And all he has to say is say the name Luffy, and then she'll blush because Oda unfortunately kind of <laughs> reduced her to that kind of character, unfortunately. But hopefully he'll fix that and make her an actual character yeah. again. I'd but, really like to just hear that Kobe just had his shit ran. Also, I would appreciate that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Constantly, like like uh, Buggy is failing upwards, but Kobe is like ascending through the ranks rapidly. Quick, holy shit! Um, he has his own fleet now. His, oh, sorry, his own uh ship. Does he has Does he have his own fleet? I don't remember that. Key well, he, I mean, he, I'm sure he does. He's a vice admiral. Oh, he's he is a vice admiral. Okay, I thought he was captain. Oh shit, I fucking forgot that. Yeah, so Garp had his own crew back when we saw him. So right, yeah, I think you get your own warship at that point. Yeah, definitely. And then, yeah, so he has his own fleet. He has Probably assigned to him. Probably sooner than that, even, yeah. Yeah. God, what a, a way he's come. <laughs> From being scared shitless of Alvida uh, before <laughs> she found a devil fruit. I to... can't wait for that reunion. That has to happen, right? Alvida and him. <laughs> and she's going to get her shit ran so hard. If anything, they won't. If anything, Oda would play as a gag, and they don't uh, recognize no, each other at I, all. I need to see. Oh, actually, that'd be hilarious. Now yeah, exactly. <laughs> they look so different. Yeah, that's so true. Like Alvida, you're hot. Her gets Kobe. You're hot. Punched what the in the fuck? face by Kobe. She deserves it. He needs that that comeback. Yeah. Just like just like there's like a, a quick attack on her, and then she just eats it KO or something like. Yeah, that. I'd love for her to get one shot by Kobe. Yeah. So, sorry, we danced around. I wanted to get that important news bit out of the way, because that was at the beginning of Act 3. But also, it was teased at the beginning of Act 3, and it was answered to us literally, like, two chapters ago. 1054, I think. Um, there was a lot of shit that happened at the Reverie, right? Because at the Reverie, yeah. it was teased that the Revolution Army... Well, sorry, the Revolution Army was there, but it was teased that they were going to do a major action because they wanted to rescue Kuma the... Kuma the Khan. Sorry, Kuma the Tyrant. Um, and rescue their old ally. They wanted to. Make and they're going to declare war on the celestial dragon. Yeah, they wanted to make a. They wanted to send a message, right? So now we got the answer because before, back like hundreds of chapters ago, or like seventy chapters ago, I forget how long Act Three is. Um, we got this tease that something happened involving Sabo. There was a and, murder. And a death at the Reverie. Yeah, there was a death, and there was also an attempted murder. But we got these reactions from Koala, from Dragon, from the Windmill Village, from, what's her name? The former mother, adoptive mother of uh, Luffy. And Dudan. Ace. What was her name, sorry? And Sabo, Dudan. Dudan? Udon? Dudan. Dudan. Yeah, right. That's right. Dudan. Yeah. Dudan. Um, yeah, yeah. And then they all reacted in the newspaper going like, oh my God, what happened with Sabo? So a lot of us were thinking, hopefully not though, but sorry. We were hoping it wouldn't happen, where we didn't want a Marine 4 2.0 happening, where like, yeah. oh, Sabo is captured. Everyone, go back to Marine Fort again. Um, or some new, bigger, better military base. Ooh, right, yeah, yeah, bigger, so. ooh, bigger golden arch, but up, 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 But no, instead, uh, what we get, no one, Sabo not captured? 
not no, defeated. Saba, no, nope. So the Revolutionary Army escapes. They even rescued they Kuma. They even rescued Kuma. They yeah. declared war on the Celestial Dragons. But it seems. But Sabo is accused of this murder. Yes, uh, the of victim being Nefertari Cobra. Cobra is dead, according to the newspaper. Cobra was killed, and not according to the newspaper, but according to the other members of the military. Cobra was Vivi is Sabo. missing, and Karu must also be missing. He wasn't Karu, mentioned by the newspaper, but he's yeah. important to me. He's more important. <laughs> He's the most important. <laughs> but um, Vivi is missing. Cobra is dead. Um, our favorite fucking Celestial Dragon in St. Carlos was almost murdered. God, I hope he was. But we can't have nice things sometimes, man. We can't always get what we want. Um, but it, it also is revealed that St. Miosgard was true to his word when he said, if anything happens with you guys or like if you guys do something involving Celestial Dragons, I'll take the blame for it. And he was true to his word, and whoever almost murdered Carlos, Miosgar let them escape and took the blame yeah. for it. And then we got this name drop as well of the Holy Knights intervened, and the world government isn't concerned about that right now because the Holy Knights thing with it. It's like their own privatized holy police force. Their elite yeah, police like force. Dragons, probably probably familial armies, of some kind. Yeah, and they're dealing with their like, their own internal dr- politics and drama. Like, there's all these factions within. It's, it's so fascinating for me. But, it's like, yeah, I can definitely see that. Where it's like, yeah, they're so elite and so rich. They're just like, yeah, we have our own dudes dealing with it. We're dealing with Miosgard on our own terms. Uh, you guys deal with the world outside. But, despite the fact that... Okay, wait, wait hang on. Okay, I'm rushing too far ahead. Do you think Cobra was murdered by Sabo? Obviously, I do not. Do you think there's a possibility that there was an accidental murder by Sabo to Cobra? Like, maybe Sabo was aiming uh, at someone else. More possible, Cobra... but I still highly doubt it. I, I think okay. what I'm thinking currently is that Cobra was probably killed by the government for some reason by or Eden, other. right? Yeah, and Sabo is, has taken Vivi away now for protection, and he was just framed. He was framed yeah, for the murder. That, that's what I think so, too. And so I do think yet. Vivi and Karu are with Savo. At least that's what I'm hoping. Or that's even better, too. with the rescue of Kuma, maybe he just sent him to, <laughs> to, towards Luffy. Yeah, we're bring my yeah, boy we're, back. Yeah, we're, oh my god, I just realized. Okay, so you know how... Okay, because obviously we warned you at the beginning of the episode, war, spoilers for 1056. You know how they spoiled at the end of 1056, they spoiled, that they said that the Straw Hats are about to take off, but they didn't say goodbye to Momonosuke or Kinemon, but they said goodbye to everyone else. And then they have their Arabasa farewell to those two. What wait if Vivi yeah, shows like, up wait a minute, during this moment? They're literally about to redo the Arabasta like, farewell, and right in the middle of that, a huge paw print smacks yeah, in the ground. Yeah, this paw print smacks off, and Vivi, Sabo, and Kuma I'm, just show up. And it is has been several days, so the travel time is accounted for. Yeah, we know that that so paw that's possible. Power. Man, it's I would pop- love that so much. I really, like, that would be, would. Dude, no. Okay, they, um... They, would be, I would literally, like, probably jump up out of my chair and do the They little, show oh, up... Right, okay, imagine them showing up, landing on the Thousand Sunny... And going, holy shit, we got a story to tell you. And then that's when Oda goes, Act Three ends. The curtains close. <laughs> I would, I would be so hyped, dude. And I'd be like, but what is happening? Unfortunately, we must wait and see. Um, but there is obviously this is us obviously predicting, having some fun fan theories. The, the another possibility though is there's a little tease. I remember a little snippet that. Oda gave us with Sabo when he was fighting in Dress Rosa, 
he gets a little too into it when he fights sometimes. You notice that I forget who he was fighting. It was one of the Doflamingo's officers, I think, where he kind of had like this kind of like this grin on his face when he was almost going to deliver a death blow to him. But uh, I think himself. that was against Burgess. Maybe when Burgess was like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna go kill Luffy," and Sabo was like, "Ooh, you said the right, wrong thing yeah. in front of the wrong yeah, person, got, my guy." Yeah, and it got personal. Yeah, um, there might be the case where yeah, Oda- I think I think that was actually intentional as well, and it alluded into I don't know if we mentioned this, like he's a little bit of a, a hothead in a way yeah. that Ace a different way from Ace, right? Mm-hmm. As you know, they're both now the fire guys, and they're both hotheads, which I, obviously might- is intentional. It also ties in with that theory of that the awakening of the fruit, where it kind of changes your personality a little bit naturally, where it's like, yeah, it makes you more impulsive to enjoy what you're doing, right? Right, and that was literally the moment when he said, like, I I could have forgiven you, but Ace is saying, fuck you. Yeah. (laughs) So So we're about to fight. (laughs) I I bring that up because I was thinking that maybe Sabo was kind of too into the moment where he's like, oh, here I am, you know, ground zero in the middle of enemy territory, I can just let loose, right? Here are all these celestial dragons, here are all these world government. Again, we don't know the story, but this is a possibility. I don't think this is the likely case, but this is a possibility. Where Sabo just got a little too crazy with the fighting, because you know, they're fighting the admirals, right? Fujitora and uh, Green Bull when he was still there. Um, how quickly did Green Bull get from there to Wano? He just flew there on the back with his like a Yeah, with like a, a floating plant flower out of the Yeah, back. like a tool you get from Legend of Zelda. <laughs> a little sprout propeller, yeah. like a helicopter yeah, blade? Yeah, actually. Damn, you got there a good time. Um, anyway, but yeah, it, it was told that they fought, the admirals fought with the Revolutionary Army, and the government lost well, it big time. Unfortunately, when you think about it like that, there if he got there within a couple of days, it probably wouldn't have taken Vivi that long to get there, huh? Yeah, it's a fun theory, though. <laughs> it, it hurts, but it's, it's probably not what's going on. Or, you know how they, well, they said the Revolutionary Army escaped. What if they actually just normally escaped? Like, maybe Kuma sent them to, like, the RA headquarters or wherever it was. And then they decided later on to send Vivi to the Straw Hats later on because they knew they were still in Wano or something. That could still happen. I don't know. Um, Yeah. I still believe that Vivi's going to rejoin, even if only temporarily for, like, Final War. Yeah. It would would have been a lot more dramatic if Vivi was saved at the last second during the attack on the Reverie. But it's also possible that eh, they should probably got, she probably escaped first, got rescued by the Revolution Army, and then they sent her, I don't know. Anyway, well, I was trying to say that other possibility was uh, maybe Sabo was about to attack and do a death blow on one of the admirals, maybe, or like someone, like one of the government agents, but then Cobra was trying to like step in and stop the attack, or like interfere, and then Sabo couldn't pull yeah, back like in I said, time. that's like, it's slightly possible, but I would, I'm not assuming that right now. Yeah, because again, this ties back to that theory I had with Morgan, understanding his character, where it's like, okay, if he wants to tell the truth, right, or is he fine with censoring if it means telling a, uh, selling more copy? Right? And it's that's also what, how much does he know? Exactly that, too. How much do they actually know? Because if he's just told by the world government, okay, this is what we want you to print, and he goes, well, I don't know any, anything else to, use to, uh, to challenge that, so we're just going to print it. Right. Because it, it's, it's, it sounds, it sounds yeah. dangerous. It sounds fearful. Um, again, he loves chaos, so he's fine with printing that. So, yeah, I'm on the board with the fact that Vivi's with Sabo. Sabo's being framed. But I also think there might be some half-truth where, like, maybe uh, Cobra might have um, gotten into the fight. And then the great Eam, Emu, the Elder, someone saw the perfect opportunity to actually kill Cobra and definitely make it easily frameable to Sabo, right? I don't know. It's, yeah. We don't know yeah. the full story. I'm curious to see what, what happened there exactly. This is one of those things where it's like we 
definitely need the the back. The I hope we don't have to wait as long as we did uh, for this to find out what happened. Please don't, because the major thing though about this story is it begins the flames of revolution, and we have the term we have the eight nation revolution on full force going on. Eight of those nations that were at the reverie. Yeah, it's. I think it's safe to say like whatever final war the series is going to have is, is starting. Yeah. And we don't know the exact eight. We just know it's starting at eight. And they see Sabo as like this heroic figure that's starting it, right? They're calling him the Emperor of Flame. And kind of like, you know, like an honorable fifth emperor again. But in this case, it's Sabo. And he's standing for the revolutionary. And we have the people like going like, hell yeah, we're going to usurp. We're going to take over the status quo. Fuck the world government. Fuck the warlords. Fuck everything they've done for us. You know, we're going to take it out. We st- again, though, it still felt kind of weird because I still don't know exactly what the revolutionaries stand for other than that they're anti-world government. Yeah. So that's the part that's a little unclear for me, but that's probably just me it wanting like more it's, details. It's on the docket coming up, so. Hopefully, because the revolu- I've been nonstop talking about this over and over. I'm like, I, I want more revolutionary army stuff. Give me the full details. And that seems like that could be next because I kind of was looking at the reaction of like the world going up in revolution and he's just going like going full almost going full zed from the movie zed that we just watched recently where he's like i'm gonna drive each and every one of them back into the depths of the sea and i'm just like wow he's kind of (laughs) excited a little bit or he's like he's like hey he doesn't lack for determination he's gonna do what he needs but holy shit we're going full-on war here what a ride wano has been and we so much look forward to going forward so jacob if people want to discuss anything One Piece related with you, except for Film Red, you people from France and Japan, <laughs> where can they find you? <laughs> they can find me at Jacob Miranda on Twitter. That is J-A-C-O-B-M-E-R-E-N-D-A, because we are fully caught up, and now we can except fully for film discuss Red. theories. Don't spoil me. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, thank you. Please do not discuss Film Red. Um, please do not discuss Film Red. It comes out in the United States, I believe, in October. <sighs> I, I wish I was in France or Japan. <laughs> Yeah, we got we got sidelined with that one, unfortunately. You can't you can't win it all. Uh, where can I find you, Justin? You can find me at Twitter, on, or on Twitter at Jitsu J I T S Z U. Or you can find me on our Discord, which is free and is linked down below. And if you wanted a special role on that Discord and access to some hangouts that we do, you could uh, su- consider supporting us on Patreon at Patreon.com/slash/OPZOP, and that link is also below in our description. Mm-hmm. And if you wanted to leave us a review, five-star rating, or any star rating to tell us some feedback, tell us what we're doing, what we should work on. And just help please. us out immensely. Mm-hmm. On uh, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you're listening to, please do that. It gives us, we love hearing from you guys. Absolutely, we do. And it really, truly does help us out, and it's the best way to do so for free. Mm-hmm. So, is that it? Are we officially caught up? We are officially caught up. Thank you Woo! for everyone, especially everyone that came along for the full ride. We out here. Oh. Oh, it's so fucking long, man. Woo! I'm so happy about this. So but, happy. But we did it. We fucking did it. Um, I know we're about to wrap it up, Justin, but it's okay if I do like a quick little thank you. Of course. So, thank you to you, by the way, I meant. So, uh, your idea was to start OP is OP, and this was the main motivation for me to actually start reading the damn series, because obviously as an outsider, I'm looking at this going thousand plus chapters. Yeah, I don't care if I'm in a lockdown with COVID. Uh, I don't really want to start this. It's too long. And then you're like, but podcast. All right, I'll bite. And it turns out to be one of the best ideas 
that I went along with because this because I said on the Discord, but I'll say here, One Piece is now my current favorite series of all time. It is completely surprised me with how good it was. How we got him, boys. <laughs> <laughs> we got him, boys. <laughs> I was so, so surprised with how the fans didn't oversell it. Like, sure, they're a little annoying or loud, but let's be honest, every fan base is like that when they want people to join in on their series. But just going in all the adventures of Luffy, Zoro, Nami, all the rest of them, and everything going on. Thank you, Justin, for getting me into the series. Thank you for this podcast, and thank you all for listening in, being sappy and thankful. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. I'm so, really glad we ended up doing this as well. And now we get the absolute terrifying boundless freedom to discuss whatever the hell now we want with new oh, upcoming yes. chapters, theories, character deep dives, arc deep dives. I'm excited. Um, so tune in next week. We talk two and a half hours of why Cthulhu is still the main villain of One Piece. Uh, <laughs> I will be the sideline for that. Justin will be the main host for that one. Uh, oh, yeah, that's my idea. Yeah, because Justin is the biggest guy about Cthulhu. Absolutely. Um, sorry, I had to water that down. I was getting a little too sappy there. Um, but you yeah, know, I will thanks. say we do definitely do need to do a section of an episode where we fully break down the pros and cons of the Cthulhu theory. Or <laughs> I go, now this is these are the pros and cons if Oda decides to go Lovecraftian for the ending of One Piece and then seriously address it and then connect it to movie six. Like, see, it could work. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you guys so very much. We cannot wait to figure out what the hell we're going to do for the next episode. Until then, later. Mm-hmm.